All right, so we got a Scream 6 hitting the theaters here real soon, right? Yeah, yeah, it's coming out just this this Friday, yeah. yeah. I kind of wonder, like, if we'll keep going with that franchise and get into, like, the double digits, because if they reach part 11 and they right. don't call it Skrillevenum, I'm going to be pissed. Skrillevenum, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, this is it's really interesting you mentioned this, because I was just thinking, when they get to the 34th installment, Will we refer to it as Skrithriform or <laughs> Skrithertiform? I like Skrithertiform. I think that sounds yeah. more fun. You know, Skrithertiform. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just have to wait and find out and talk about S Cream Three here on the newest installment of. Dead and Lovely, the ultimate horror podcast. Here with your host of the most, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And join us in a, a, a quick sacrifice of your fattest lamb to make sure that the audio files don't get deleted the moment that we're done recording this episode, as happened last week when we Jesus attempted to record Christ. Freddy's Dead. That wasn't stressful at all, was it? Dude, I seriously almost shit my heart out. Like, I, I felt like everything drop immediately as it just disappeared before my eyes. And, boy, I, I when I posted about it, got a lot of good, positive feedback from other podcasters all saying, hey, yeah, that's happened to us. So, oh, yeah. at least... Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least I'm in good Say You Love Satan company and Jack of All Graves, uh, uh, Werewolf Ambulance, uh, yep, all yep. sorts of cool people let me know <laughs> this has also happened to them. And hey, I'm glad that it waited till the 305th or 306th episode to totally crap out. I know, right? Like, we've had a couple audio problems here and there that we've, like, managed to work through and edit our way around. But honestly, right. the only truly lost episodes we ever had in this many episodes is our very first one that we recorded right. on um, fucking Near Dark, right? Near Dark, yeah. we lost The famously lost Near Dark episode is now chilling with what I guarantee you was a great Freddy's Dead episode. Like, seriously... The experience was so gut-wrenching because I had looked over at my notepad and I had written down three edits and all they were were just the timestamps when we started. And I was like, fuck, this has been the smoothest episode. Right. It's going to be great. Everybody's going to love this. Stop. What the fuck? <laughs> God had another plan, didn't he? That's some bitch. He took our Freddy's Dead <laughs> episode up to heaven with him. He couldn't wait. That was what it was. That you know, was he it. was like, I can't wait for this to get released the next day. I gotta have it now. And no one else can have it. <laughs> what a dick, right? <laughs> Truly, the only real God is the vengeful, shitty Old Testament God of, of olden days, right? 
Yeah, that's the good one, right? <laughs> the dickhead who was like, just go kill all those kids or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, man. So, yeah, hopefully this uh, this one will be some smooth sailing here as we dive into this movie. If you want to get straight onto the movie discussion portion of the show, there is a timestamp for you in the podcast description. But before we do that, we're going to shoot the shit, grab ourselves a co-beer and stuff. Man, thanks for waiting on me. I was having myself a, a succulent meal prepared by my woman wife. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're running a little bit late today, but you know what? That makes me fucking thirsty. Oh, I'm going to crack me open a cold beer code. I've got myself a Untitled Art Citra Session IPA. And you know what they say about beers by Untitled Art? They all suck and are disappointing. (laughs) That has been everyone's experience with Untitled Art beers is yuck. Why would you make this? Yuck, they say. Yeah, give that art a title if you like it so much. Uh, no, they make fucking <laughs> awesome stuff, man. This is a Session India Pale Ale with Amarillo and Citra Hops. 5% alcohol in there. Won't be too heavy duty. I'm happy to be having myself a co-beer because I, uh, well, okay, I, I did have a beer yesterday, but I yeah. mostly abstain from alcohol because I just, hey, I just went and got that jab. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got my Fauci ouchie yesterday. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Everybody uh, probably should before the funding runs out in May and they start charging everybody for it. Uh, head out and get Wait, your- is that what they're doing? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, as far as I understand. Because of course they fucking the are. Plan. Mm-hmm. Well, because God forbid anything happens in America without a fucking pharmaceutical company making money off of it. Yeah, that'd be a real fucking shame, wouldn't it? Can you imagine? Oh, Oh, dude, where where would all their money come from then? Damn, they'd go broke. Listen, when you innovate the way they innovate, which is with, with... no money from taxpayers whatsoever they're just pulling themselves up by the bootstraps when you do that buddy you deserve thousands of millions of dollars of people dying's money yeah dude i mean you know they're gonna die if they don't have it so So take their money from them too whatever you want yeah great (laughs) what's your life worth you know yeah wow dude well yeah so i got that taken care of and you know what i forgot about this is just one of those uh fun perks that i totally had forgot about whereas most people whenever they've gotten these boosters they either have no side effects or some people get kind of laid up for a day or so with some flu-like symptoms right Uh i had somehow forgotten that whenever i get a booster my last booster was like a year ago uh, but whenever I got that, do you remember I was like high off my ass for like 24 hours? Do you yeah, I do remember that. That that was an interesting reaction. I <laughs> Is that forgot what happened? that that happened. Yeah. So like I got it yesterday and like by the time I was going to bed, I was like, I've had like one beer. Why do I feel like buzzed? <laughs> it's like, oh, dude. Yeah, that's right. For whatever reason, the fucking <laughs> Pfizer booster makes me high as shit, dude. <laughs> So I think I slept through most of it, but then like through my first part of today, I would just get these like waves of like elation and feeling really fucking stoned and then it would go away. It's almost like when you take an edible and you're like, I think I'm fine now. Oh, there it is. It's kind of like that. Right. Okay. So you may very very well in the future be out on the street, like asking people if they got that Pfizer. Maybe you're just fiending. 
Jones it. I just need a, a boost, man. I need a boost. Yeah. You got that boost, bro? I need a boost, man. Come on, pick me up. I'm addicted to the boost. Addicted to the boost. <laughs> One of them boost heads you've heard about, dude. Yeah, you hear I'm about hooked. them all over town. Boost heads. <laughs> It's those pharmaceutical companies, dude. They put stuff in there to get you addicted. That way you have right. to have it. That's what it yeah. is. The first one's free. Then you got to fucking pay to get boosted. <laughs> I think next time I mention for it, I'll just, you know, do drugs. I think I'll just smoke weed instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might as well. Hey, hey maybe that'll intensify the, the reaction. You Honestly, like it probably that would. Pfizer, Pfizer hallucination thing going on that I just invented. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out i guess i'll just have to try it and see you know yeah but yeah, yeah so, so far so good no big deal arms a little sore but it's because oh, i got yeah. shredded yesterday too you know how that goes. oh yeah yeah you got to get shredded before you get it boosted uh, i was trying to make that rhyme it didn't work <laughs> didn't really work you know no no oh well <laughs> <laughs> I've had a pretty good week. It's been um shocker. It's been very busy. Been working on a lot of music and stuff. Got a yeah. lot of plate spinning right now, man. Got some very cool musical projects in the works right now that I've not announced or anything, but I am very excited about. <laughs> so Fuck we'll yeah. see how that stuff goes, man. Uh but I'm really, really stoked just to be working on some tunes and everything. How's your week been? Uh you know, not uh not a ton has gone down except on uh Saturday we did a little monster of the week campaign with our friends Mike and Haley here at our place. Boy, that was fun. It's fun stuff. Oh, are you doing some some RPG in over there? Yeah, yeah, RPG in a little bit. Now Rondo. listen, I've heard that that stuff is satanic and it's of oh, the yeah. devil. Uh-huh. Well, Are I you mean, sure? we, like, you know about that? That's okay with yeah, you? No, we sacrificed oh. like a bunch of goats and stuff. It was fun. Oh, tight. Yeah. Okay. They were, like, I just make sure you knew, you know. Stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. Until uh, they, you know, weren't because they were dead. Right. For the yeah, devil, then, you know. Of course, we had the blood orgy and all that. But, you know, then afterwards, we just pretended to be people and did stuff in our minds. That's cool, dude. Yeah, fun it was times. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So, other than that, though, just been uh, watching some stuff, hanging out, uh, really, really just like wasting time is how I would refer to my entire week is me just chilling. Just burning time, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck a minute, you say. An hour? Who gives a shit? Listen to me, minutes, hours, weeks, days, months, fuck all of you. Get out of here. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to use you, you say? <laughs> well, I, I personally am not. But, I mean, you know, other people seem to like them pretty well. But fuck them, I say. Okay. I'd like to borrow a few of your hours. If you got some to, like, spare. Oh, um, man. I, I'd love to, you know, just be lended a few. <laughs> you know you know that's coming, right? That's the future. That's the future the riches want. Oh, well, that's can, what they want. You can buy a poor's hours so you can... You know, do your uh, rich stuff where you, I don't know, eat caviar out of a butthole. I just need another hour of being rich. I can't stand <laughs> how little time I have with my richness, oh my they say. Oh, I've been <laughs> working so hard. I woke up today in my mansion and, you know, sat around. But my money went up, so work. I need another hour to look upon it. <laughs> so, yeah, but... uh 
we met, yeah, we went watching some some stuff. We started Russian Doll a couple weeks ago when we finished that. Um, and that season two was really awesome. I very much enjoyed Ooh. it. Dude, Kate and I were just talking the other day because I think we mentioned this on the, the Freddy's episode that got deleted. You said you had finished the first season last week. Right. And yeah. I was talking to Kate and I was like, why didn't we ever watch season two? Like, I watched through most all of season one while I was laid up on the couch after my wisdom teeth surgery. Right. Uh, and Kate had seen it, but I watched it so I could get caught up and we could watch the second one. And then we just didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing that happened to me is that when the second season came out, I was like, I had just watched the first season not long before that. And I was kind of stoked and just never sat down and actually watched it. But uh, it's good. It's really good. Um, the show hasn't officially been canceled by Netflix. So maybe there'll be a season three. Who knows? I wish there was a way to like write Netflix a letter to be like, listen, I love this show. I meant to watch it. I just didn't. Please don't cancel it. You know, they'd be like, wow, you sound very passionate about this, sir. You know, I mean, I think that's a fair thing to send to Netflix. Like, hey, just because like they're so cancel happy. Just send them a little note to be like, hey, give them a couple minutes. Maybe they'll come. Yeah. Come up with a season three. Could be. Uh, All right. Yeah. So yeah, but that that's great. Uh, also watched uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Oh shit, dude! Fucking late nineties AF. Yes. Holy shit, dude! The How was fashion? the fashion? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Yowza! Uh, Are you, you know gonna go out and buy some fashion- goggles? Yes, I am. You know how the fashion. Uh, was just hideous then, and and in movies specifically, they were like, the, you know, going to the nth degree of like the most ridiculous shit. And Seth Green looks so oh, yeah. insane. Uh, I I hate that, but I found I don't know how to describe it. But just if you if you know, can't hardly wait. The shirt that the bully guy is wearing. And, in fact, a couple of people in Scream 2 and 3 are wearing a similar shirt. It's, it, I don't know what it is, but there's it's like a textured t-shirt for guys. And I remember that fashion specifically in that time. And I hated it so much then, and I hate it so much now. And I just want to punch it. Like, I don't know why <laughs> anybody thought it was a good idea. It's just hideous. <laughs> So you're saying if you went back in time to when I was That's like I, maybe 14 yeah. uh-huh, and I had, that shirt. <laughs> I think it was an Adidas brand or maybe Quicksilver, but I want to say Adidas t-shirt uh, that was like terry cloth material. I had a white oh, terry cloth, terry you know, branded t-shirt. No, no, no. It was like, it's like ribbed is what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, right. I didn't know if you were going to like punch me in the shirt for having no, that or something. No, no. You wear your terry cloth. I mean, you know, what if you... Get into a pool and need to wipe your face off. There's your shirt. Exactly, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. You, you take your shirt off before you get in the pool, and then you dry off with your shirt. Come on, it's, <laughs> it's obvious. A, it's great. Way to go, Terry Cloth. The uh, drying I, sensation <laughs> lets you know it's a shirt. I I right? will say that can't hardly wait. Like The jokes, most of the jokes still kind of hit, but it doesn't hold up uh, because of the same problems it always had. The, the problem being, like, it's real weird that this guy obsessed about this girl he never talked to and that they somehow just get together because she found a random note that he wrote. 
Like, that's weird. That's a weird Are you saying story. that could never happen? What's the it matter with could, you? Where's your sense of romance? It's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I don't well, know. I don't know what's fucking... There's something wrong in my head where I'm just like, that's not romantic. Um, <laughs> also, going back in the day to some comedy, 40-year-old virgin... Oh, dude. Fantastic. It is. I uh, had actually only seen it once, and I I remember people, like, just being obsessed with it, but it was out, you know, around the same time as stuff like Anchorman and Hot Rod and all that stuff, and I was into the more, that more absurd uh, humor, and this is, you know, it's an Apatow movie, so it's it's got good humor, but it's also got the drama and whatnot and i just didn't care about it much but now watching it as an adult i was like oh this is cool this is a good movie solid uh it really does kind of tackle a lot of the toxic masculinity stuff that was it does a yeah. part of that era and, and that's cool that's really cool i recall uh, it being like a bit too long like it's a pretty fucking it long movie it is a little yeah. too long for a comedy but that's judd apatow again every one of his movies are a little too long for a comedy. all of them are definitely yeah. too long yeah <laughs> and dude i'm telling you man steve carell like we finished the second season of the morning show last right. week uh-huh. holy fuck dude just just Watch that show and soak up that writing. Holy Good shit. Stuff. And Steve Carell, his performance in it is fucking amazing, dude. He, that guy uh, is incredible. Yeah, I got I to gotta check it out. Um, also watched Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. I still have never seen that, dude. What? You haven't I know. seen my starring role in Pop Star? I was going to say, you're in it. You're fucking in the movie, and I've Holy not fucking watched it. shit. So, uh, I really need to get a 4K version of that movie, because I can point out the back of my head and the back of Emily's head in several scenes, but I, I just need ultra high definition, so I can be like, look, you can kind of tell, maybe, if you know the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've never seen it. Like I, I There's literally no like, reason I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. It's It's really funny. Uh, it, it, I really like, I've seen it several times, but like every time I'm just like, holy shit, why didn't this movie do well? It's, it's, it's a very funny movie. Uh, also watched, uh, uh, the, the princess diaries too, as, as Look you'll out. remember, scary uh, stuff. Uh huh. As you'll remember, maybe a few weeks ago, Anna and I did a, a double feature of uh, a movie that was important to her in her childhood and a movie that was important to me in my childhood. Hers was Princess Diaries, and mine, of course, was Bloodsport. Um, and this time, we went with Princess Diaries 2 and Last Action Hero. So, <laughs> you can see why that's a good double feature. <laughs> um, Which one was better? Which one had more action, one-liner zingers, and ass-kickings in it? Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> more Toss action, one liner zingers, and ass kicking. I'm I gotta say, last action hero for sure. Oh, that's the metric of goodness in my book. Yeah. So, but last action hero contest. has zero Gimli and not a single Chris Pine. So, I don't know. I can do without a Pine, but a Gimli, <laughs> I do like that. I do like a uh, Gimli. You know that? Yeah, I, and honestly, like, of course, uh, last action hero. Uh, loved it as a kid. Watching it now, it's uh, even better than because, like, 
it's 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 a movie that did okay in the box office, but was con- kind of considered a bomb because Schwarzenegger's movies usually did way better. Um, and watching it now as an adult, it's like, oh, I get it because this is a PG thirteen movie, but it's a kids movie. Yeah. So like they kind of they kind of m- didn't establish their audience well for it to make enough money. But I remember seeing it as a kid and loving it and thinking it was the best. And now watching Dude. it as an adult, I was like, oh, it's actually just a really well scripted action movie that gets super meta. It's awesome. Like I watched it for the first time a few months ago again as I was laid up on the couch uh, eating mashed potatoes and uh-huh. uh, you know uh, dealing with my wisdom teeth surgery yeah. recovery that's the first time i watched that movie is like last august oh, man. and it's fucking awesome and i yes, loved it, it dude and uh fucking tywin lannister as the as the villain yeah guy. dude <laughs> he's so good <laughs> fucking awesome and like a bunch of acdc and shit on the soundtrack yeah it's great it's it's great it is absolutely great uh still well worth watching if you've not seen last action hero go watch last action hero shit yeah uh, but uh, we've also done some some watching along and, and uh, screaming and chatting uh, on Friday night on the screaming chat where we get together on Discord and watch a, watch a movie and and we chat while we watch it. We watch and scream the movie. and you guys yeah uh, we did also you, guys, you guys typed in a lot of screams like yeah, there's a yeah. lot of people ah, just typing out arg ah, arg yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I somebody should do that as a bit. Somebody who's never been a part of the Discord should join the Discord and just do the screams. Just scream. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Anyway, we watched a movie called Claw from 2021. It It seemed like somebody saw Velocipaster and was like, that's stupid. I could do better. And they were wrong because it's not stupid and you, they couldn't do better. Oh yeah, you can't do better than Velocipaster. Awesome. That's no, that's the first mistake, right? Yeah, you can't. But they did try to make a a horror comedy about about uh, dinosaur chasing people, and they, I think they forgot to like be funny. You know, that mm, was, that's a problem. That was yeah, that was the main issue that they had was they they forgot to put comedy in it, but they were like insistent on it being funny, but it, it wasn't. Um. Uh, drat. So d- don't recommend it. Uh, then on Saturday, the Jack of All Graves crew had their uh, uh, monthly watch along, and they watched the anthology Cat's Eye. I don't know if you've seen this one. I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it. Man, is okay. it any good? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, it's a uh, three Stephen King, three or four. I don't remember Stephen King tales. Um. And it's got Drew Barrymore in it and a cat. And, uh, oh, J- uh, James Woods is in the first one. If you love seeing James Woods' face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. But it's very kingy. It's like super kingy. And I, I think because it's an anthology, so you, they're short segments. I think king in short segments is like masterful because... It can get so fucking ridiculous so quick, and I like that about it. Right. So, yeah, Cat's Eye is worth a watch. Huh. All right. We yep. should do it on the show sometime. I love an anthology. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, I don't know if you know the short story Quitters, Inc. that King did, but it was one of my favorites in high school, and then they they that's like the first tale, the one with James Woods on, on the 
anthology, it's, and they do it really well. Nice. Uh, and then on Sunday, we watched Resident Evil Apocalypse. In my uh, effort to force people to watch all the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched all of them? How nope. many are there? <laughs> There's like a trillion. There seriously are like seven and a show. It's crazy. Dude. I think I they started naming him shit like Apocalypse or whatever because they're like kind of embarrassed to tell you what number they're on. They're like, right. It's just a new one. <laughs> don't worry about what number it is. We don't even want to say it. Well, here's just the thing. Go see it, this please. is number two. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. They started early. They knew where they were going. Yeah. They're like, we don't need to tell you which number we're on here. It's two, but we're not going to say it. This one honestly had some pretty cool stuff. Uh, there is like a giant resident evil zombie creature thing that looks like a cenobite but carries a minigun that's fun <laughs> okay yeah. all right yeah it had some cool moments for sure it was you know a little too long i would say and the dialogue is bleh but you know, you don't go to Resident Evil movies for the dialogue, I don't guess. So, well, speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> I I would say so far of the two I've seen, part 2 uh, and part 1 are equally okay. Yeah, they're just okay. That's the thing, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, um yeah, probably probably going to get worse once we get through the other however many there are, but these first two <laughs> fine they're fine okay yeah what have you been watching man we've had time just to watch a few things this week dude we watched uh triangle of sadness the other day it's one of those ones that's got a lot of a lot of oscar buzz and all that shit around it and i've heard Uh from a few friends of mine that watched it that it was worth checking out now i went into this movie not knowing a thing about it like literally nothing i didn't know what it was about i didn't know who was in it uh, Kate knew a little bit about it. We just hit play, and it is batshit fucking crazy, dude. It is okay. a crazy, crazy movie. You will love this fucking movie. I okay. guarantee. All right, you I'm will excited. Love this movie. You have to watch it, dude, as soon as you can. It is. Uh, I honestly can't believe that anything with this movie's message and as just out of control as this movie gets is up for this kind of nomination i'm honestly oh, okay. shocked who's in it um woody harrelson is in it not a lot of other people honestly like he's kind of about the only person and he's not okay. even like a main main character okay all right dude you'll love it i guarantee right. yeah i don't want to ask much like about it because I, I i just want to go into it because i have no concept of what it's about I have heard of yeah. it, but I haven't looked into it. Oh, yeah. It's a very obtuse title. Uh, and even like where the movie starts and where it ends, I assure you, you will not know where this fucking movie is going. But okay. it Fuck is yeah. it is rad, man. It is rad. I don't even really know like what category it would fit in exactly. Watch okay. it. It's really fucking cool, man. I liked it a lot. I'm very interested. Yeah, dude. We watched ourselves a dang old... Top Goon Maverick the other day. Maverick, okay. Uh Uh-huh. It had a Scientologist just flying through the air, healing people, getting rid of thetans, all kinds of stuff, man. Uh, Yep, that is just one of the many powers Scientologists have. (laughs) 
okay, honestly, I didn't hate the movie at all. Like, I really wanted to be like, are you yeah. kidding me? It's a Top Gun movie, like, 30 years later. Like, Tom Cruise is old. Like, it's more... USA, USA, military propaganda, for sure, kind of stuff. I went into it pretty cynical. <laughs> I still had a really good time, dude. Like It oh, yeah. is beat for beat so many 80s movies. Like The plot for this right. movie could have been written in the 80s. And, you know, one thing that they did with it, that they also did with the original Top Gun, if you'll remember, is they kept, like, the nationality of the bad guys completely obscured. Yeah, so that yeah, way it's uh, always relevant because America's always going to have bad guys. <laughs> Whereas, right. you know, if they dated it as it's the it's the desert bad guys or it's the cold place bad guys, you'd know which era of America we were talking about. Like, see right. Rocky villains, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but in both of these movies, they've just been like, the bad guys are doing bad. We have to stop them. <laughs> that's that's so, it. It's like, like G.I. No Joe. questions asked. Yeah. Yes, just like, dude. They're bad because yeah, they're Cobra. evil. Uh-huh. <laughs> where, where are they? Where are they based out of? I don't fucking know. They're the bad guys. That yeah. is what this movie is. And uh, it is a bit long. The cinematography is fucking awesome, man. There is some really great shit in there. And uh, so do you know anything about like the plot or anything? No, but I have to assume the script is awesome, as it was written by Aaron Kruger, who wrote Scream 3. <laughs> Which is a great one. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it's a good story. I'll tell you, honestly, he's, a, he's an example of... He, he must have practiced and gotten a little better. Uh, it's oh, definitely no, we'll get, better than Scream 3. Yeah. We'll <laughs> get into that. why this script doesn't work later. But yeah, yeah, he's definitely yeah, improved. Yeah. There's some other stuff on his resume that's A+. plus. So. so the craziest thing about it, and this isn't any kind of like big spoiler or whatever, but um, of course we all remember Goose, R.I.P. Goose from the first movie. Yeah, uh-huh. His son is in this one, played by Miles Teller. Gosling! Yeah, dude, it would have been better. He's Rooster, actually. But Gosling would have been even better. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, man, it's some of the best casting I think I have ever seen. I mean, Miles is okay. seriously a fucking amazing actor anyway, but that dude, like, they totally dress him and give him a mustache and shit, like, just like his, you know, dad had in the last movie. The guy really looks like he could have been Son of Goose, the old SOG himself, man. <laughs> Son of a goose. Now you're messing with, with a, a son, a son of, of a goose. goose. Oh, that's far <laughs> worse than messing with a son of a bitch. Oh, son yeah. Of a bitch son of a just, goose. Yeah. Just like, Oof. yeah, sorry, my mom. She's got a, a, you know, a real acerbic attitude. But with a son of a goose, you're just fucking with another goose. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. That thing comes at you hissing. It's uh-huh. fucking beating you with a wing. Oh, my God. It's getting real <laughs> bad to you. absolutely so it's good though you like it it's fun honestly yeah put it on on a saturday afternoon that's what we did it's the perfect time to watch the movie it's actually pretty fucking fun you know like again i i know that it is totally thinly veiled military propaganda to get you to join the the marvel movies i know that it is but like at the same time, dude, I grew up in the fucking 80s. I still have that button that can be pushed, and I can be entertained by it. I admit it. You know, I, I think if you just like uh, just like us didn't join the military, uh, you can watch Top Gun to flex, right? 
Just like, seriously? You thought this was going to get me to join the Air Force? I'm just enjoying this fucking movie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. Maybe it's like that. Yeah. So yeah, good times, man. The only other stuff I've been checking out, we've been watching through the first couple parts of High Score on the Netflix. It's like a documentary okay. about the history of Bidja Games, and it's oh, so okay. fucking good. Oh my God. It is fantastic so far, man. Oh, like, okay. Got to check it out. You know how like a lot of these Netflix like documentaries, they do cool little like... You know, um, like animated sequences or like recreation yeah, uh-huh. kind of stuff. All yeah. that stuff in this is like done with totally accurate, like old school 8-bit, like pixel art shit. Okay. It's a joy. It is a fucking Fuck yeah. treasure, man. That's awesome. And I think a reason I've been wanting to watch that is because I've been doing myself a little bit of bidja gaming. I've been playing Nintendo oh, yeah. on that new PS5, like all yeah, the kids do yeah, these days. That's the best way to play Nintendo is on a PlayStation, yeah. <laughs> that was something in that documentary that I had totally forgotten about is how like growing up when it was really only, you know, Nintendo or Sega for yeah. uh, for our generation. All of our parents just call it playing Nintendo, and yep. I, I love that yep. so much. It, it's very yeah. much how, like, in the South, everything is a Coke. Like, yep. <laughs> it's Coke. That's what you call all soda is Coke. Yep. You what call kind of all Coke video games I'll Nintendo. I'll have a Sprite. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Stuff like that is so, like, endearingly Southern to me and so stupid. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know... We got we we got our good qualities down in the south. Sure enough, calling all sodas coke is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe even putting some peanuts in it before you oh, infringe on yeah. people's rights. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, uh, I, I saw you post about this today, and I had meant to ask you about yeah. this uh, anti-trans law and how it's going to affect Skankbanger because it does seem okay. like. At any point, the cops could just come in and arrest you guys, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. Um, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, here in fucking Tennessee, there is some new legislation that, of course, passed with flying colors, um, where it's so vaguely worded, guys. And this is where stuff gets honestly, legitimately very fucking dangerous, where we have enacted a new bill to protect the children that right. says that you know, amongst all kinds of other things, any male or female impersonators can't perform in front of children under 18. Now, again, what the statutes of that means is extremely vague, guys, because I play music in an 80s hair metal tribute band where we're all wearing wigs and makeup and uh-huh. lacy gloves. I borrow I yeah. my wife's clothes and makeup all the fucking time. Yeah. And we have uh-huh. some all-ages shows. Yeah. Am I a felon now? Could uh, fucking yeah. <laughs> could, could could Twisted Sister come down here and play a show? Could are any they not professional imp- are they not gender show happen? They're right. professional like, yeah. Like come on. They, this it, it, it seriously is so broadly written. Like, not even that, that the problem is that they're trying to make an anti-trans bill in the first place. But it, the, oh, the yeah. bill they've written is so broadly written that the people who think they're going to hurt trans people are also putting in danger just all these other people who are on their side. 
Like they they are so dumb that they're they're shooting themselves. But of course they're not going to enforce it in any way except to hurt trans people. So. Oh yeah. Well, let's let's get even more broad it's than blind. that. It's, it's just like boldly obvious what they want to do. It's fucking oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they just want to say you're not welcome here. Like that's all that they're yeah. doing this to say, so they can have a yeah. public reason mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, we still don't like you." By right. the way, yeah. Fucking and let's terrible. get more broad. It's not just the trans community. I know, and there are so many drag queen performers that aren't trans. They right. identify yeah, as mm-hmm. their biological gender. Yeah. There mm-hmm. are also straight drag performers, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, all drag performance isn't about sex. Right. At all. That's true. Yeah. And when you give the state uh, the official capacity to determine what is male and what is female clothing, that, uh, boy. I know, because that's the thing, man. (laughs) Like, if, if, you know, you put that in the hands of a member of, like, let's say the Church of God, that means if a woman's wearing anything other than a, you know, floor-length denim skirt. Uh In front of anyone under 18. There, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My wife walked by a crowd of kids wearing jeans. Yep. How about that? Is that fucking gender impersonation? What's the it rule is. here? It What's is the according law? to them. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. I assume uh, if it if it stands, they will use it to enforce such like insane things in schools specifically where they can so no no long hair on boys women can only wear skirts things like that yeah i cool. so that's the, what the fucking for. 50s again cool tight yeah. dude great yeah exactly that's those those are the days they want without the tax brackets yeah <laughs> they progress. don't want they don't want to pay 98 percent tax on a million dollar salary but they do no. want to take away a bunch of people's rights we do want to kick them weirdos in the shins don't we Dude, yeah, it's fucking assholes. stupid, man. And like, if if this was honestly actually about protecting kids from sexual content, then these motherfuckers would be out there protesting out front of Hooters 364 days a year, where absolutely entire yeah. families, all ages, are encouraged to come in and have a bite and look at ass and titties. Like, yeah, I went you to see Hooters mo- when I was 10 years old. That was yes, the first time I went to Hooters. Yeah, yes, you see more real skin on display at Hooters or Twin Peaks than you ever do at a drag show. And I'm not even saying that that's a bad thing. I no, don't it's care. definitely a great thing. It's wonderful. And in fact, we need more of it. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely like... They're... Uh, man, that state. I hope you guys fix it. <laughs> Please do. Fix it. Fix Tennessee. I know. Because it's a beautiful state. That has been taken over by some really terrible people. Yeah, and there's amazing, yeah. intelligent, open-minded people here, obviously. Oh, it's just that yeah. none of them are in office. Um, it, yeah. it really sucks to see. If if you guys are listening to this and you feel in any way moved by the stuff I'm talking about, go on Google and look up the phone number for Governor Bill Lee. Yeah, And call his, call his secretary, leave him a voicemail, let him know that you think this entire thing is horseshit. Mm-hmm. Ask him hard questions. Ask him who gets to decide what is a female or male impersonator. Ask him who gets to decide what is a sexualized performance. What are the lines? Fucking let him know that this is a bunch of horse shit and this is only 
really vague laws that are there to placate his his voter base who just want to feel like they can throw a tantrum about something that's not a real threat and have their opinions heard and have laws put into action. Guys, if we were actually out to protect the kids, we'd be running the fucking churches out of town. Okay? Absolutely. Like, You'd be running some of those uh, politicians out of town, Scott Dishley. Also that, and, too. Uh, that one guy who married a, a high schooler who he fucking hired as a as a intern when she was like 14 or whatever yeah well yeah, but they're straight some... so it doesn't matter it's oh fine. sorry yeah that's no, love it's... steve that's love oh, sorry it's love it's love sorry for right yeah yeah fucking weirdos anyway yeah hey it's absolutely fucking stupid man so yeah do something about it uh it's driving me insane right now yeah so I yeah what a week been playing video games <laughs> <laughs> you've been playing god of war I've been playing God of War fucking Ragnarok, and dude, yeah. I'll tell you, man, they build bitch games a little different. This ain't Nintendo like I played Nintendo when I was a kid, you know? Oh, yeah, because they got more than one jump button now. They got all You can do a couple buttons. jumps. Mm, they many, got a lot of buttons on there, need? I'll tell you that. How yeah. many kinds of jumps you need to do? Big jump, little jump, nothing <laughs> in between? I don't know. So a fireball. Uh, it's fucking amazing, dude. It is, it is really, really amazing. That's awesome. I uh, I've been blown away by the stuff I've been seeing in that game, man. I could totally see myself falling back into the gaming rabbit hole very easily. Hell yeah, good, awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying <laughs> it. Now, when I say gaming, did I say gaming or did I say banging? Huh? <laughs> Transition huh? master. Transition. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Fucking Monica Geller's bangs in this movie. Whoa. <laughs> oh, what a bang. Shit, Monica. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Monica Bang. If you're a friend's yeah. fan, you know that reference. Monica Bang. And she does indeed she does. bang uh, in, in this movie. I think we need to talk about some bangs as we enter the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. By the way, this beer is predictably very good it's delicious oh yeah yeah it's nice and light citrusy all right way to go untitled art put a title on it yeah come on name the thing already right now steve monica's got herself on a pretty bad bang i gotta say is that crazy talk or are those bangs just not doing it for mon they're not i mean they weren't intentional it was a bit of a mistake they there was an attempt at something that failed and they kind of had to go with it but they, it, they're certainly a failure <laughs> they're not <Oof>. good <laughs> failure to bang i would say yeah failure mm. to bang <laughs> isn't that that matthew mcconaughey movie <laughs> yeah i think you're right isn't it <laughs> i want to talk about some other type of bangs that we've seen in this world and i was really hoping to come up with like a really good title like uh-huh. bang or something that rhymes with bang like bang or, or wang not, you know? bang or no. wang don't yeah. talk about my wang like it's not good i don't know oh uh, okay yeah good point uh bang or krang because krang's a oh, bad krang. Guy. he's a bad guy right yeah, yeah okay. nobody so likes that's him the name of this game bang or krang bang or crang okay all right all right let's talk about some celebrity bangs because i think when i think of somebody who is the most uh bangingest 
of bang havers in Hollywood, I'm of course thinking about one Zoe Deschanel and her bubble voice. Zoe Deschanel is the first person you associate with bangs. Okay, okay, and yeah, she, yeah, she's got she's she's got them. Bang master are, general. They are banging. They are banging. Yeah, they're banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen her without a bang? Yes. Uh huh. She looks a little different. She looks a lot different. She, she looks does. a whole lot different. She does. <laughs> Way less it's, banging, one might say. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird that sometimes because I like I seriously will still have this where somebody will point out someone's bangs and I'll go what's that because sometimes bangs are on the forehead and sometimes That's they're true. not and i don't Ooh. know what they are when they're not aren't they just hair <laughs> i don't get it i don't get what bangs are but hers yes i she needs them she needs them on her, her on her face to make her look like the zoe de chanel that we de chanel I think you're right, man. I think she stores her personality in them things. <laughs> That's where she stores the bubble voice. It's That's in right, the bangs. man. Yeah. <laughs> Without those, she ain't got a thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. She takes off the bang. She's like, hey, I'm Zoe. What's going on, guys? <laughs> huh, what do you know? She's a bass. Yeah. <laughs> huh. All right. So I think that's a bang, right? That's a bang for sure. That's a bang and bang. What about one? She bangs. She bangs. Remember that old tune? <laughs> I do. I always think of, of course, though, the William Hung version. But that's the version. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Like William Hung really killed. She bang. She bang. Uh, and that I would say is, is banging. But when it comes to the Ricky Martin one, like. I never really cared for that song until William Hung did it. So I, I don't know. Ricky Martin That's version true. can go to the fucking Techno-Drome as long as as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's a crang. Yeah, that's Ricky Martin crang. is a crang. Uh-huh. But William Hung's that's a bang. I I'll, I'll go on record as saying he did for that song what Jimi Hendrix did for All Along the Watchtower. All right. Oh hell yeah. Uh took took a not great song and made it interesting. He just made it his own. He made uh-huh. it magic. So I think, yeah, you're right. That's a 50-50 bang split right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Who we got next? Okay. Let's go 80s heavy metal bang. I'm talking about the (laughs) age where the rockers had the long hair. They were galloping. They were singing songs about the devil and world history. I'm talking about one Iron Maiden and their singer, my man Bruce Bruce, Bruce D, Brucey Dickinson, and his amazing medieval bangs he had back in the day. What do you think about those things? (laughs) I mean, he had them, that's for sure. (laughs) For sure, yeah. It's not up for debate. Yeah, one cannot contend that he uh, they were not on his his head. (laughs) No, he didn't. (laughs) He had those bangs. Of course he didn't. (laughs) <laughs> You're lying about Bruce Dickinson. Uh, Untrue. <laughs> I, but that's as much as I could say positive about them. Because boy, they, <laughs> huh? They look like something. They look like something. Well, what I liked about it though is it really tied his look to his love of medieval history. Because that's back true. in the day, you know, back in the Game of Thrones times and history. <laughs> The boys had some bangs, dude. That's true. Back in Dragon Times, all sorts of bangs. They were banging. That's my biggest complaint about Game of Thrones. Not enough bangs. (laughs) 
I am trying to think now who has bangs. Yeah, what do you got? Like, uh, do, doesn't Bran kind of have a little page boy haircut at first? Kind of, uh, sort of. Yeah, There's times a, that, that Tyrion kind of has some, yeah, you know, some Roman uh-huh. haircut bangs. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, no, they need more bangs. You're right. They <laughs> Someone yeah. should uh, go in and digitally add more bangs to Game of Thrones. I think my overall evaluation is Game of Thrones, way too much rape, not enough bang. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know? true. 100%. The rape to bangs ratio was off. I wonder if that's also why you don't hear about people re-watching Game of Thrones a lot. Not just because people know it ends disappointingly, but it's just like, you know, it was fine the first time through. It was hard to get through some scenes, but when you think about going back and watching it, it's like, God, do I want to see all that again? Do I want to see all that lack of bangs again? I think not. (laughs) Not a single fucking bang? I'll be pissed off. Uh. Yeah. Come on, man. (laughs) Let's talk about another short bang disaster. Because I remember the first time that I grew to hate a a stupid mid-forehead bang was whenever Uh I watched that dang old old movie, High Fidelity. Okay. Okay. Uh That girl he ends up with, man. Uh, What's his name? Fucking... John Cusack. Cusack. John Mm -hmm. Cusack. Mm-hmm. He ends up with a girl that's got a very similar bang to what Monica's got going on in this here movie. And it just infuriated me. Steve, I'm telling you, I was watching that movie as a teen and I was plum red-aced about it. Red-aced. <laughs> red-aced. I, yeah. you know, I think, okay, so the way that it is on Courtney Cox in this movie the the baby bang looks bad but that wasn't kind it, it kind of got fucked up it wasn't like the what was intended in it but i have seen the baby bang work i've seen it work good i don't know if this is the mm. situation necessarily though where it works good so mm. i don't know that's a tough one i might ask crying how he feels yeah like, okay consult like, crying himself yeah, if he's like rubbing his little tendrils together and he's like, I like it. And then like, oh, okay, well, that's crying, you know. He's but, spoken, you know. Right. <laughs> well, if he does, I don't like it. I don't like what he likes. <laughs> that's a good point. Take that, Crane. You're, al- you're all alone in your opinion. Exactly, man, because personally, I like, I like turtles. You do. And you do I- like turtles. I know that. I don't like riding around in the belly of a, a large uh, robot man. Yeah, no, no one does. I tried it, not for me. You know, not for <laughs> not me. Not your thing, not at all. No. <laughs> Turns out it's not for me, man. Maybe it's for you. It's not for you. I your don't boy. think so. No. All right. How about this one? What about the Big Bang, dude? What do you think about that thing? That thing just kicked off out of nowhere and jump started everything, and somehow it's ended up in people fucking. Paying taxes and having to buy new mattresses and all kinds of boring shit. Yeah, I mean, arguably the Big Bang was, like, a good idea for the universe, but, like... Maybe it seemed like it at the time. I've got second (laughs) thoughts now, honestly. Well, the universe doesn't pay taxes, so it's cool with it. But we're down here like, Jesus Christ. Can you at least (laughs) fix the potholes? (laughs) (laughs) Right? You know? Yeah. I don't yeah, know, so, man. I don't know. Big Bang is another one where it's like, I don't know. Maybe we leave it up to Krang. Was it a good idea? Though I feel like Krang does think it's a good idea because he wants to like take shit over. 
You know, yeah. he thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. It's just everybody's doing it wrong. But um, if there was never no Big Bang anyway, he wouldn't be having them uh, evil thoughts. Now, wow. Wow. So if I call the bang a crang, I'm saying that there should be no bang and no crang. Man, you might be saying that. I think you're right. <laughs> might be. Damn, okay. All right. Big bang, you're okay. a crang. I will play devil's advocate here because without uh-huh. the big bang, we wouldn't have had no Eddie Van Halen. All right. You know what? Yeah. No. In fact, that's a problem. Uh, I, I know he, he existed before that, but we wouldn't have had him. That's true. I wouldn't have been yeah. around to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He definitely existed outside of time and reality, right. but uh-huh. I wouldn't have gotten to walk on the same earth as Eddie. So it's true. It's true. It's there might be point. some good in it. Okay, little crank, maybe it's a bang. Little uh-huh. bang, you know. Uh-huh. All right. What do you think about whenever you go to a fancy middle class white people restaurant? And the server is like, excuse me, would you like an appetizer or a hug? And you're like, I would like some fried scrimps that are covered in a vaguely spicy mayonnaise called a bang mm-hmm. bang shrimp. How about that bang? I usually take them up on the hug and then, yeah, get some bang bang shrimp. And uh, boy, yeah, good stuff. You're on board, huh? Yeah, yeah. Has anybody got a problem? Well, I guess people who can't eat seafood probably don't like a bang bang shrimp. <laughs> I call that their problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because uh, as for me in my house, we will bang, bang a shrimp. If I wasn't supposed to eat an entire animal in one bite, how come it's made to fit in my mouth, Steve? I mean, these are fair questions that these non-shrimp eaters can't answer. No, they ain't got a thing. Hey, scallop, <laughs> you know where you fit? Right mouth. in my fucking pie hole. Mouth right there it's perfect it's it's right there it's like it's made for it (laughs) intelligent design right there you know oh yeah absolutely and things are just begging to be ed up by the likes of me if you ask me about it i've had a bang bang shrimp that was all right i've had some that got a little too crazy with that aioli situation they just became a sugary mess yeah yeah no i i could see that happening but generally you give me a shrimp with a nice sauce or just a shrimp by itself. Fuck yeah, I can handle that. That's a bang. All mm-hmm. right. Now let me ask you this, Steve. You ever gotten just so fucking, I'm talking fired up. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, okay. just riled plumb the fuck up. Uh-huh. That you just scream a word that you made up and it just becomes your signature thing. Like how uh-huh. Rufio screamed bang a rang and a hook. How's that bang? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, if we're talking Rufio, uh, yeah, you know, the, he's he's cool, I guess. I don't know that I could hang out with those kids as an adult. Like, I don't oh, know that terrible. I could. I don't know that I could do. I could become the pan. You know, I'd be sitting there right. and I'd be like, there. But you know, I, I I have no imagination. I'm an adult. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Let's right, go murder right. hook. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, you know what I just thought about? You know what they call Peter Pan south of the border? What do they call it? Peter Bread. (laughs) Peter Bread. (laughs) Peter Bread. Yeah, that is what they call it. That is what they call it. (laughs) That's also what we call that old Greek bread that you stuff stuff into here in Uh East Tennessee. Peter Bread. Give me some of that Peter Bread and that yogurt over here. Bring it on over. (laughs) What about hummus? Um, some at G stuff some at gyro and at their Peter bread. <laughs> That's what we say. Yeah, we do. We do. 
I yeah, bangerang. I mean, as far as things to yell, I'm not huge on it. But uh, I can't be mad at him. You know, you got to come up with a catchphrase if you're going to be the leader of a band of lost children. It's true. It's kind of his yeah. thing only to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it is fits very his routine. brand. Yeah. It's definitely in vibe with his fit, and I think it's fire. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so you're right? saying it, it's bussing for real. Got it. Uh-huh. Oh, man. No, yeah. no cap. No cap. No cap. Um, no cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is busting. I'll tell you. It is straight <laughs> busting. No cap. No cap. Okay. All right. But that being said, it's kind of, it's probably kind of lame whenever anybody else does it. Although, you know what? Challenge accepted. I think maybe in my next couple videos, anytime I do something cool, I'm just, I'm not going to shout it. I'm not going to get rolled up. I'm just going to go bang Try yeah, it. Just yeah. like, it's good. Bang That's a good like, idea. Yeah. I like don't get it. too fired up about it, you know? I don't want to steal his thing, you know? No, no, no. But, like, he... It's not like he's, like, out there touring, t- saying bangerang all over the place. So, you know, he's probably be cool with it. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll try it out and, and see how it goes, because I don't think anybody else is really using it right now. Yeah, after one video, you get an email from his attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Cease and desist, motherfucker. And it just says Rufio's attorney at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it did, I would cease and desist. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You call the shots, bud. All right, you buddy. Got it. <laughs> what do you know about a bang? Uh-huh. What perhaps introduced a lot of us to several different waves of heavy metal music videos on music television, or okay. as it's been known through history. <laughs> MTV. Right. I'm talking about a goddamn old headbangers ball. Headbangers what do you think about ball. That kind of bang? With Ricky Rackman. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I listen. Grew up on on headbangers ball and 120 minutes and and all that stuff and yeah. Uh, that was cool. I was glad MTV did that. That like investment in different genres because that made it possible for me to hear a ton of metal bands i wouldn't have heard otherwise so fuck yeah headbangers balls a bang that's a huge bang dude see i didn't watch it in the you know original run where they were playing fucking yeah poison and skid row and all that kind of stuff um i i got into it more like in the mid late 90s Whenever they kind of like brought it back and they were playing shit by like Arch Enemy and Kill Switch Engage and all this shit, man. And yeah. I remember fondly like hanging out, you know, at my buddy Mitch's house, at his parents' house and stuff, and just like, oh, it's like 11, let's put on Headbangers Ball. And we'd watch the videos and then commercial breaks, we'd like be playing riffs and stuff on our guitars. Then yeah. be like, oh man, Hell yeah. shit, they're showing this fucking Dillinger Escape Plan video. We got to watch this. Like, it was really a great time and it did. Yeah introduced me to to so much new stuff man like there's good and bad to the internet and youtube and just being able to type in whatever you want versus right you know something just popping up in front of you that you didn't know that you were looking for i guess some of the algorithmic stuff is kind of tooling into that but at the same time it's really showing you stuff that it knows that you want to see already. So there's not necessarily a lot of like, right. Surprises. The same shit. And yeah, I, I, I do think there's like huge value in being exposed to stuff that you can't skip. You can ignore it, but it's gonna It's still there. Uh, it's like going like there's, there's the major difference in like, say, and this is just nerdy shit, but like academic research, 
when when you sit down at uh you know a computer and you find stuff on the internet versus going into a library and looking at the books around the book you're interested in because you get yes, exposed dude. to all these different ideas you wouldn't have otherwise so yeah there there is real value to programming to like people deciding this is what we're going to play at this point and if you want to watch it tune in if you don't want to watch it I guess you just don't watch TV for that 30 minutes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Dude, you're so right, man. And it's funny you mentioned that because just this week, um, Kate and a friend went to McKay for the first time in like forever. McKay yeah, here in Knoxville yeah. is like this. They're unionized. It's like a warehouse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's true. Reasonable. It's like a warehouse of used books, but also CDs and DVDs and stuff, but mainly books. And it's just aisles and aisles and aisles of books? you know yeah. actual books made out of paper that you can mm-hmm. buy for cheap and then read at home. And dude, she came back with like, man, some books that I, I hadn't even thought about since we were probably 16 or 17 right. years old, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, it's just the value of she was walking around the, the fantasy section and it's just like, oh shit, here's this book that this. I totally uh-huh. forgot about. Yeah, yeah, it's like, sure, you could have found it on Amazon, but if you don't remember it, you won't look for it. Yeah, you so, won't think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of luck of the draw of just, well, whatever comes up. The the browse, you know, the joy of the browse is really, uh-huh. really cool. something that AI can't really replicate. No, I swear, cannot. man, whatever website out there like Amazon Books or what the fuck ever that puts out like a feature where they just make a virtual bookstore and it's just all randomized shit on the shelves right. and you just can pull stuff out and look at it. That would be fucking awesome. Well, like you, you can see the difference in things like like the early days of Netflix when you'd just be scrolling through and seeing a ton of movies, whereas now they've figured out to just show you the same shit over and over to force you to watch it. Like, right. Yeah. You you do need... Even when you have programming, oftentimes you got evil programmers that are just forcing the same shit down your throat. So... Uh, oh yeah or you know know, people who have been paid to do that by you know a movie company that wants their thing pushed they're just gonna pay you money and put it in front of everybody's faces whereas you know again this is total old man shit but like we grew up in the days of the the five dollar dvd bin at walmart oh fuck yeah they still have it you can still go to walmart and get like five dollar dvds and and blu-rays but like it is not the same as it was back then where it was just like a huge bin of shit and you could crawl, like just pull through it and find gems. Like what is yeah. this? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like legit, really good stuff. And then that would be followed by fucking pinata survival Island. Just garbage. <laughs> Which is absolute garbage. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. Either way. What bliss. I do miss those days, man. So yeah, you're yeah. right. Like there's, there's value to headbangers ball and all this shit that just exposed us to, what the fuck ever, you know, right. without any yeah. kind of mm-hmm. major corporate intent behind it. So yeah, Headbangers yeah. Ball, definite bang, man. Um, how do you feel about maybe one pro razzler uh-huh. that has maybe, he's been so roughed up, dude, that he's had his own tooth shoved up into a sinus cavity. Oh, boy. He's had a, an ear ripped off he has, by two he has. ropes getting twisted together. He's been burned. He's been thumbtacked every which way to Sunday, and yet he's still got the power deep inside mm-hmm. of him to let out a hearty bang, 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 bang. Yeah, that's our Cactus Jack, a.k.a. Mick Foley. And yeah, bang, bang. I remember as a uh, as a young kid, 
I, it's real weird to remember that Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, uh, was having matches with Vader and Sting in the early 90s, uh, you know, where he's getting power bombed on a concrete floor. And I was a little child at my great grandmother's house on, uh, you know, a Saturday night, just watching Cactus Jack, uh, get, get obliterated. Uh, that was a, that was a fun, interesting time. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the days, weren't they? It was. They did not care what they showed kids in the nineties. They didn't give a fuck. We turned out fine. It's We're all right. We're right. fine, man. Cactus Jack, though, bang, bang. Love it, dude. Such like, a, he yeah, had, so great. He had such sincerity behind it. You know, Mankind was really bizarre. Dude Love was really goofy. Cactus uh-huh. Jack, you know, he had this, like, kind of sinister quality about him. Like, there yeah, was some darkness uh-huh. going on, even though Absolutely. he was just this, you know, kind of tubby, like really roughed up looking guy but he'd cut some pretty mean promos yeah. and sign off with bang bang and it sounded like some serial killer shit absolutely yeah it worked on me as a kid i was like that guy's probably scary yeah right turns uh-huh. out he's like straight up the nicest guy in the just world a and sweet he to, sweet man <laughs> yep, yeah he writes children he listens books. to christmas music fucking 365 days a year because uh-huh. he loves christmas like <laughs> he's a an angel dude. God, yeah. his books are so good, man. Yeah, he's great. He's great, that Mick Foley. But yeah, great I Great yeah, Twitter follow. A, that's a bang for sure. Bang bang. Total bang. Yeah, bang bang indeed. A double bang. All right, let's close this thing out here. Okay. One more. Let's talk about one more bang. Let's get one more bang on the books, all right? Let's do it. Cause there's a bang what's out there, but listen. It's a TV show and it's popular, but hey, listen, it's nerdy. Listen. It's really nerdy. You might right. not get it, Steve. You I might not. Won't. The, the jokes yeah. might just sail over your head, dude. Yeah. Did he just mention a comic book? What even is that, dork? Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's overheard while watching Big Bang Theory, Steve. Oh boy. I you know, I love a show that tells you when you're supposed to laugh cuz I don't always know when the jokes are. <laughs> right it's good to know otherwise yeah. you're laughing at the wrong time and that's embarrassing yeah. but you know you know when it's like a dork and they walk in and you're like it's stupid dork and then they yeah. say like oh pie or whatever and you're like ah, fucking dorks <laughs> yeah and then a chick walks in and she's like i'm pretty and you're like yeah woo but then the the nerds totally botch it, and they don't they don't get to no, have sex with her because they're they nerds. They don't, but they're still misogynist. Don't don't let it fool you. No matter how nerdy a man gets, still full of misogyny. Thanks, Big Bang Theory. Crying. <laughs> uh, I could go straight to Crying, a reference they'd probably love. Bazinga! <laughs> I'll be real with you. I don't think I've ever watched a single episode of it. It's been on for like 150 years, right? Yeah, I've only seen just like snippets on TV. And like every time I'm like, what is the laugh track responding to? What was supposed (laughs) to be the joke? I don't get it. Really? Yeah. Just dumb. Just a dumb show. Anyway, I'm sure we've alienated somebody. Somebody out there is like sitting there in their young Sheldon shirt. (laughs) <laughs> just like oh they like pull out their list of uh, ba- uh fucking 
what is that called again? Big Bang Theory haters. And they write down <laughs> our names. And you see that several names at the top of the list are crossed off. And you know those people are dead. Mm, wow. Interesting. Holy cow. Yeah. We're going to be, we're, we're being targeted by <laughs> Big Big Bang. Big Big Bang. <laughs> big Big Bang, dude. They're coming for us. Neil deGrasse oh, Tyson's going to show up and be like, um, actually, those jokes are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Well, okay. Well, I guess, you know, maybe I just uh, won't watch that one. And uh, <laughs> maybe we'll show up, you know, we'll, we'll wake up to a review on our Apple right. podcast page. It says, like, on a scale of zero to 10 bazingas, I rate this <laughs> a negative 3.14. Bazingas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bazingas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's clever. It's clever of them. So we deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> we were asking for it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, let us know about uh, your, your favorite and least favorite bangs over on our Facebook <laughs> group. That sounds weird when I say it out loud. I it? really, you know what? Mm. First person, the first person to go ahead and post worst bangs and their their significant other wins a prize all right yeah yeah the prize is is getting yelled at by your significant other for that joke you made wow it's not very funny (laughs) it's not very funny it's not a good one it's not good not a good idea (laughs) Mm -mm, no but do it so yeah let us know about those on the facebook group it's the only reason to use that godforsaken website also as i mentioned uh do rate and review on apple Podcasts, but only if it's 10 out of 10 bazing or i think it's five five out of five bazingas whatever the (laughs) highest number of bazingas you can give please zing us (laughs) zing us Zing Zingas. me, bro. Head on over there and zing us. Just zing Fucking us. Fucking boost so good. me. Boost me. <laughs> zing me. Bang me. Just, you know, isn't that that U2 song? Zing yeah. me. Boost me. <laughs> bang me. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? That was on a Batman movie soundtrack. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yes. One of anyway, the only yeah. U2 songs that I can stand. Really? That one? I know. That one, yes. Of all the ones to not be that bothered by, yes, that one. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, Listen, if I ever run into Bono, I'll just drop that little piece of knowledge on him. Yeah. By the way, Ben thinks that one's fine. He'll be like, who's Ben in there? That is how he talks. That's yeah, that's in, how, that's exactly impression. how he talks. Yeah, that was my Bono impression. Well, let him know and let us know over on the social medias and stuff, uh, which you can find on our Linktree page. Follow us on all the social media sites and uh, make us a part of your daily feed. But of course, now, Steve, it is time to delve into the depths. Actually, I actually had to think for a second about what movie we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> of... Scratheem. That's fair though, because this movie, I want to like it every single time, and every single time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh right, that's what this movie is. I forget what this Dude, movie is every time. I'm telling you, it has that bizarre mind erasing feature where it's just like, what is it? The guy on the virtual reality treadmill where it's just loading in front of you and everything that's behind you is deleted. Right. That's how this movie is, yes. man. Like I, I know for sure that I had watched this movie at least once, maybe uh-huh. twice, because 
This is another one of those series that during my college days we watched through with our dear buddy, uh, Brandon Suttles. He showed me all the Scream movies, and he and Kate and I watched all of these in a huge marathon. So I at least watched it then, Uh huh. and I want to say I've watched it again. This might as well have been for the first time. I didn't remember a fucking thing about this movie, dude. All I ever remember is Parker Posey. That's it. I just remember that she's in it and that she's funny, but I I don't remember what she's doing. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. why she's funny. Yeah, this this movie just slips out of my head. I saw it back in the day uh, on on VHS because I had seen Scream 1 and Scream 2 in the theaters, but I didn't really like Scream 2, so I wasn't like too stoked for 3. Uh, and then when I watched it on video, I remember not liking it at all. And then I've watched it several times since. And, like, I can't, like, it's, every time I watch two, I'm reminded that I don't really like two. And then mm-hmm. I watch three, and then I get into the mind of, do I not like the Scream franchise? But I love one, and I love four. What is going on? <laughs> Dude, like, seriously. <laughs> But, you know, that's that's honestly what makes it another one of the great horror franchises is like, yeah, if somebody asks mm-hmm. either of us like, hey, do you love the Freddy Krueger movies? We're like, Yeah, classic. And then right. in reality, we're like, well, yeah, there's only one, a few that I like two, really three <laughs> yeah. and new nightmare. Are pretty good. The rest are just horrible. You know, mm-hmm. like every every horror franchise is like this where yeah, you it's say fair. that you like them and you've watched mm-hmm. them a lot. But in reality. There's only a couple of good ones, and a lot of them are pretty shitty. I, I'm with you, dude. Like, I remember when we did Scream 2, um, 2 Cream, 2 Scream uh-huh. 2 Creamiest, as it was called. <laughs> I think we did that, what, two years ago? Something like that? Yeah, no, 2020. I think we did it in 2020. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, uh, this isn't that great, but I remember right. liking this series. Maybe it picks up again at three, and then here I am watching three, and I'm like, no, no not really. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a little yeah. bit of a slump. I okay. So, just to get into explaining, I, I guess giving some context for why I think this probably ended up the way it did. One, Kevin Williamson was too busy. He was busy as fuck because Scream One, Scream Two did so well. I know what you did last summer did so well. He's working on so many different projects. All, he he wrote down like a, a an outline for his plans for Scream Three and gave it to you know uh, the production and and they you know then hired Aaron Kruger who didn't really have a lot under his belt at the time hired Aaron Kruger with six weeks until his first draft was done and then. <laughs> They basically went into production after that. So he was writing the script on the day, on the Whoa. fly. The movie uh, was under... You can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> the movie came out or was in production close enough to Columbine that the Weinsteins didn't want them to show a lot of gore or violence. They didn't want them to show teenagers getting killed. Uh, at a certain point, they didn't want them to show any kills or any blood, and Wes Craven threatened to walk. 
Uh, I mean, so, seriously, like no blood, like make this a no, totally bloodless right. movie. Like uh, uh, come from on, guys. Scream. Scream is known for its gore. It doesn't have to have its gore to be good, but it has its gore, which makes it even better. Uh, well, and here's the thing, too. It had something interesting to say at this point, especially considering how much the first movie focused on the influence of media on kids. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I feel like this movie could have had something really interesting to say. And I, I, again, dude, like, I and mean, you remember when Columbine happened. I remember it, too. Yeah, it, it was, was huge. Such an insanely fucked up dark time, unlike every other day in America where there's a fucking school shooting now and we're all right. just numb now, to it, even though we now, fucking shouldn't be. Think about this. This is almost, it came out almost a year after Columbine and they were worried about all that. Now right. they would yeah. release a sh- movie about a school shooting the day after a school shooting. Cause when are you going to release this movie when there's not a school shooting? Yeah. I was going to say during a dry spell, uh, right. well, I guess 2020 was kind of a dry spell. <laughs> a little. Yeah. That's the only thing that stops it in America. Shit. Right. Yeah. So like, but like this movie could have had something interesting to say. And, and again, I, you know, maybe for sure, especially, you know, considering that was the first huge, uh, mainstream tragedy of that kind. It actually wasn't the very first one or anything, but it was the first one in, in our lifetimes. Um, that was really this, you know, huge of a, of a tragedy that happened yeah. on American mm-hmm. soil. Um, you know, I know that people would have looked at it and been like, oh, they're capitalizing on that. They're, you know, making entertainment out of tragedy, which this movie kind of deals with a little bit. Right. Like this movie, mm-hmm. you know, whenever Sydney's like back on the set of Stab 3 and she's like in her own house and sees her own mother's crime scene, like that's that's fucked. And that's it a is. moment where you're like, man, they're making entertainment out of tragedy here. Yeah. I feel like this movie could have had something interesting to say at it this juncture in time. Yeah. It could have. And and in a way, like you have to know the context of this movie to get this, but the movie Scream 3 is not just a meta movie about the production of Stab 3. <laughs> Stab 3's production woes are actually meta commentary about Scream 3's actual production. <laughs> Which is like... Kind of fun, but also so far up its own ass that it's fucking annoying, dude. Like, okay, just tell me a story and make me scared and thrill. Like, I don't really care about the production of this movie that I'm watching being so fucking annoying for you. I came here to watch a fun, thrilling movie, and instead your movie is just explaining why the movie that I'm watching isn't any good. <laughs> it's true. I, and, okay, so Aaron Kruger barely had any time. He's having to write stuff as they go, also having to deal with the producers, constantly changing what he can do and can't do, uh, and changing big things late. Angelina is the second killer in this movie, but they just what? decided late in the movie that she's not. You're talking about the girl that's clearly British, but playing an American girl. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. That's the one. She's the she second was supposed killer. to be the second killer. She so is. So, like yeah. those red herrings they threw us when it's like, they oh, there's an herrings. explosion. <laughs> yeah. You came from the other place, and we came from this place. Right. What were you doing over there? And she's mm-hmm. like, I was only being an American over there. And they're like, <laughs> okay, she was just being an American. That was actually supposed to be legit. Like, oh no, she was fucking with that stuff. Really. 
Right, yeah. Uh, and there's so much in the movie that's unexplainable if there's only one killer. So, like, yeah, the, right? the producers decided they didn't care if the movie made any fucking sense. They didn't want Angelina to be the second killer. So, despite the fact they'd been shooting all that, they cut it. Uh, they also hired a guy who didn't know Scream 1 or 2 to write a very quick Scream script. And Wes Craven had to rewrite all the stuff about the previous characters because the guy didn't know anything about them. It sounds like he wasn't the right person for the job, Steve. Yeah, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's not his fault. Uh, uh, He wrote the the Ring uh, screenplay. Like, there's certainly stuff on his filmography that would indicate maybe he's not great uh, under pressure because he also wrote The Ring 2, which came out real quick after, and it sucks real bad. So, yeah. I've never he, seen it. We should do that on the show, by the uh, way. Yeah, we should. It is bad. But, like, <laughs> he he definitely, like, can I mean, you saw Top Gun Maverick. He can write a, an entertaining script, and he could have written an entertain, entertaining Scream 3 script, I think, if there just wasn't so much meddling, and if he'd had the time to get, uh, like, used to the source material and time to actually write the script instead of them insisting. I mean, it feels like, as you said, the Columbine thing was so gigantic, like, just wait a year. Just Or that, you know, right? Yeah. yeah, just wait. If If you're feeling like now's not the time for Scream, it's like they didn't go into production late in in 99 it was they went into production early enough that they could have just decided not to pursue it i feel like and again another thing that you're saying as far as like why not just wait like fucking nev campbell was so busy at this time right yeah she wasn't even gonna come back to do this movie and they negotiated enough to where she could be on set for like 20 days days. it wasn't that that's it 20 days yep so like the main character of the past two movies isn't really in this movie this much at all. Yeah, and, that's why a lot of the stuff happens is to fill the space right. that's empty because Sydney can't be there. Yeah, and it's just a lot of people running around being like, oh, who who could have done it this time? It's like Scooby-Doo yeah. shit, you know? Like, oh, maybe it was this person, maybe it was this person. Like, this movie, like the others, has a fair deal of Giallo influence, who is the Black Glove killer. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. And even like the meta element, the meta element right. is is definitely part of Giallo and the idea of murders happening on a horror movie production set, like that. You know that stuff's been done in Giallo before too. So that's it, true, man. It's got that going for it, and and as well I as the that. grand Giallo tradition of a cop being able to deputize literally anyone and yep. put them on a case. Yep. <laughs> you here, you go. Here's a gun. <laughs> Because Giallo cops be doing that. It's like, oh, well, yeah, absolutely. you're part of this investigation now. Yeah. You've answered enough of our questions, and you're a man. Here's a gun. Right. <laughs> so here's the thing in this, though, is like, okay, the other screen movies, and obviously we're going to spoil the shit out of this you know, ancient movie that we're talking right. about on here. Uh-huh. Uh, the other movies, the, the reveal of the killer is always such a high point. You know, the, the yeah. original mm-hmm. one with the two guys, man, and the the boyfriend connection and shit was like really fucked up. It's like this huge stab in the back for Nev Campbell. The second one, same deal. Like, man, her her, her boyfriend, uh, he dies, doesn't he, on the set yeah, of that play? Uh, and then it's like uh, yeah. her boyfriend's buddy, Timothy Oliphant, is the guy mm-hmm. that did it. Like, oh, man, it, it hits you close to the heart. 
And then in this movie, whenever the killer <laughs> reveals himself and reveals his identity to Nev Campbell, uh-huh. it's literally the first time she's met the fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, they've had no interaction. None. <laughs> like, there is there's no emotional weight to it whatsoever, so of she, course they have to pull the retcon family card right. fucking... Uh, what's it? Last Jedi style, like yeah. oh, she's a Palpatine or what the fuck ever. Like, come on, man! <laughs> it would make all the sense in the world if she was just like, "Who the fuck are you?" When <laughs> he pulls off, she the should mask. have been. Yeah, because who the fuck is that to her? It's nobody. But also, like, who the fuck are you, and why do you want to murder me? It's our mom that didn't want to have anything to do with you. What are you mad at right. me for? Idiot? Yeah, <laughs> jerk. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. It's. I mean, it makes sense for Angelina, maybe, to want this, because this is her big break, and to want something like this to happen on her big break movie or whatever, maybe catapults her into the stratosphere. Uh, the, The director would make more sense if that's what he wanted. It would make so much sense, honestly, if he was like, actually, this movie is shit, and I know it, and I need something to cover for that, or... You know, any 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 motivation other than I'm okay. <laughs> Your mom, who lived in Woodsboro her entire life, well, that's not true. She slipped away to Hollywood for two years. In that two years, she made three movies, got pregnant, had a baby. Then, Don't worry, you've never heard of any of the movies, <laughs> and no one knows about any of this, even though it's like right. a small town and. Lady went off to Hollywood to become a star, actually did it for a while, and then came back. Nobody in town's ever going to talk about that or remember it. <laughs> right? It's what? insane. And she, got, she got to Hollywood and was just like, I want to make movies. And they were like, cool, let's do that. And they put her in movies. Like, that's sure. not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> But, anyway. but then, you know, she had this kid, and she uh-huh. was like, nah, I don't want nothing to do with you. And the then this end. kid, yeah. man, he lived on Skid Row and became a major Hollywood film director. Just really <laughs> roughed it through life, I right. guess. Somehow. Like, what? Yeah, Hollywood works a little different in the Scream universe. And she, so she goes back to Woodsboro, and according to our killer... Because she was sexually assaulted by these Hollywood producers, that somehow morphed her into a slut. Like I, I don't get, I don't get what's going on there. I understand he's our killer and he's he can be absolutely wrong, but like, what is the movie saying there? Because the movie Dude, is saying that like she had sex with all these men. So is it like indicating that this assault made her? want sex more that doesn't make sense like i i don't know honestly and and like especially knowing that this has the weinstein's thumbprint on it makes it even even grotier and it kind of makes you go back and sort of question like what what is the message really of all of scream because like with scream one all this stuff happened because nev campbell's mom hooked up with uh old hunky boy's dad and fuck their marriage up and he wanted revenge and stuff Uh uh-huh like is the entire impetus of scream like your mom's a slut is that the whole point of this series (laughs) like is the whole Uh, series about like this is what happens when you let your mom go to horan is that what they're saying i mean the first (laughs) i think i mean like it uh, 
Because I like, know, dude. The movies aren't anti-woman. So the killers are, though. Like the killers, yes, what you're saying, that is the motivation of the killers. It so in that in that way, I mean, this was brought back up in like 2017. This was brought back up because of the Weinstein allegations that they had produced this movie that more than at least five particular lines are about someone having to have sex with a producer or a director or something to make it in Hollywood. They're not hiding it at all. But the thing is that, again, this is being written on the day. So, like, how much of that is just getting past... Because the, you know, uh, Harvey is like, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, I'm never going to get caught. Uh, like, how much of this is like the writer maybe being pissed off at Harvey and kind of calling him out? I, I don't know. But like the, the movie is certainly calling out the disgustingness of ho- many Hollywood producers, directors, etc. So, right. Mm, I mean, no, I, I don't wondered think about these- that. I don't think these movies are ever saying that that her mom deserves any of this because she she had sex with multiple partners or anything. But that is what the killers are. That is their like impetus, which is almost like because these are meta movies, it's 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 almost like uh, you know a way of uh, uh, putting the audience in the killer position because. The audience needs the 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 woman who has sex to die in the horror movie, right? Um, but but I yeah I don't think the movies are making that statement. The movies are are in fact making that the statement that that is the killers are driven by misogyny, right? Yeah, but yeah I mean also <laughs> in the second one one of the killers is Laurie Metcalf. It's uh, uh, uh Billy's mom. Who is also mad at, uh, you know, uh, Sydney's mom because she had sex with her husband. So, uh, but this movie in particular, yeah, it seems obsessed with, like, painting Sydney's mom as as having, having been to blame for all the things in some way. Like, because she denied this child i mean it doesn't say exactly where the child came from i can imagine it's possible that the uh, the party she was assaulted out resulted in the child and that's why she doesn't want to have anything to do with the child but this child comes back to haunt her and uses her uh other romantic dalliances to create murderers like i don't know it just seems to hang a whole lot on her and nothing on anyone else. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. It, and, like, there's never really, like, a redemptive kind of thing for Sydney's mom either. Like, at the end of the day, well, it's just like, what, you know, is, is there anything that explains or redeems her actions? Or does it just paint it as, well, she did some sleeping around and she caused all this stuff to happen. That's about all there is to say about her. Well, yeah, I, I think, yeah, they should have been more specific if they had said that, uh, you know, the baby was the result of this assault. But, I mean, also, like, women don't have to have a reason to not want to uh, raise a child. Uh, 
but it, it it does like it doesn't do her any favors. You're right. Like, well, here's it's, the thing too: the script's like, not trying to paint no. her as just this regular woman uh, who's just normal, and there's nothing wrong with her, and she is the the uh, ire of this asshole who can't get past this. Like, you know, I I, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that well, that's ever here's clear. what could have worked. Yeah. Like, honestly, what could have worked that's an easy workaround, even in the existing script, that's not that good, is like, what if Roman, the director, killer, son, guy, uh-huh. what if he was under the impression the whole time that his mom slept her way around Hollywood to get her big parts and left him behind as right. you know, the aftermath yeah. or whatever, but then Nev Campbell and all them, through their investigations, learn like, that's like what, what they happened. learned from Lance right. Henriksen. Yes, it's exactly. like, no, we, we right. held these parties where we assaulted women, right? and that's how she got the parts, and that's how yeah. she got pregnant. Like That would paint her more in a light that's like, oh, no, like that's not, that's not what happened at all. Like She had this forced upon her. Um, and it's really the Hollywood execs that are the bad guys that brought all this stuff to motion. That would have sure. worked. Yeah, yeah. No, I think if yeah, if you you gave if you gave Aaron Kruger uh, a second shot to write Scream Three, it'd be a better script. Uh, I just think the the time constraints and the production meddling and stuff. He's never going to come out with something that's cohesive. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, you're right. All that stuff would have just made it so that we're like, because, like, yeah, they're focused on the mom throughout. So you you expect some sort of arc that's showing, like, her motivations and stuff to try to, like, demystify a lot of what's been going on up to this point. But, yeah, I, I think they fail in some ways in that. I You know, let's, let's talk about, there's definitely some stuff the movie does get pretty well okay yeah parker yeah, yeah. Posey, it's not 100 bad right yeah parker posey's killing it. she Jeez. understood the assignment dude. Absolutely. okay because he got it clear clearly with this movie they're like okay we're going into it we can't really make it violent because of the recent events in america let's at least try to inject a little levity a little yeah, humor a little, little bit of funny mm-hmm. yeah a little self-awareness about this series so you've got like parker posey who's really getting into character and fucking method acting her way through Gail Weathers. Like she is cast in stab three as Gail Weathers character. And even off screen is acting like Gail and right to the point of bringing uh, Dewey to live on her property so she can have him around. Yeah. It's also such a great turnaround for Dewey where it's like, Oh, he's not with Gail anymore. He's with, Mm -hmm. we have Gail at home, Gail. Like that's, It's that's true. good. That's yeah, really fun. That and cool. she totally understood the assignment. Like she understood like, okay, really get into character act like a ridiculous cartoon version of Gail Weathers and them going off on their little quests, like their little detective hunts together. Yeah. They're great. Are, are fun. And yeah. like whenever it starts coming true that, you know, the people are being killed in the order of who was in the script and they're like, Oh shit, Gail's supposed to die next. Is it me or is it real Gail that's supposed to get killed? Right. next? Like that's, <laughs> that's fun. That's fucking it good, is. man. And Parker Posey, like I got to wonder how much of her stuff she improvised that, that part where like, at the end of a scene where she just jumps into fucking Patrick Warburton <laughs> Patrick Putty's Warburton. arms yes. for no reason. That's so fucking good. Yeah, that felt maybe a little improvised for sure. 
Uh, yeah, I think her and David Arquette and Courtney Cox are all killing it. And and they're, yeah, they're all three kind of intertwined together doing, you know, uh, their investigations and whatnot. And they're all fun and funny. And they really carry the movie. So, like, the scenes they're in are fun and interesting. Then all the other they scenes, are. not all the other scenes, there's some other funny moments. Jenny McCarthy's death is, you know, all that stuff's kind of funny because she's you know, make comment about how she's the second person to die in the script. And she's actually the second person to die in the movie and whatnot. There's some, she's only in two scenes and she's literally only in two scenes. Like, yes, again, that's kind of, that's kind of fun. Honestly, that would be funnier if that was in scary movie and not scream. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I actually seriously was like, wait a second. Did scary movie come out before this? Cause it feels at times like they're kind of, making a funny jab like it like scary movie like yeah you guys saw that that's you know we're making a little like homage to that but no scary movie came out later in this year so this movie feels like scary movie at times which could have been a good thing if it came out after scary movie but because it didn't that means what's going on it's it's like a parody of itself but it that's is. that's the thing that happened with this man yeah like the first the first scream and partially the second one okay the first scream was entirely commentary on horror movies right mm-hmm. uh the second one was on very much a commentary of yeah on, on sequels and mm-hmm. what happens when art imitates life and that kind of thing again right. fun elements this movie is just like so far up its own ass and it's like what if we did commentary on scream it's yeah. like it's a Scream movie that's a commentary on Scream. Yeah, and okay, so the Kevin Williamson idea was that Stu, who we didn't see die at the end of Scream, is in prison, and he has developed this following of people, uh, and they put together a sort of Scream thing where... He has escaped, and I guess he fake kills everybody, and then Sydney is surrounded by all the dead people, and then they all rise up together. Love it! It's yeah. like a it's Fucking like a cult cool. of yeah. of ghost face. It's like absolutely, it's, yeah. And it's totally drawing into the thing that has happened so many times, where there'll be some imprisoned killer, and he develops this huge fan base uh, right. from prison. Like that's such a cooler idea, and also again. Returning characters in a third movie, that's fine. Stu, we never confirmed that he was dead. He just right. got a TV over Bring his head. Bring us back, Stu, yeah. Sure, uh, his life has been ruined. He'll do some crazy stuff to get back at the people. Yeah. It could work. I know Matthew Lillard didn't want to come back, and Columbine was one of the reasons, I believe. Uh, well, yeah. That he just, he just felt like it wasn't appropriate at the time. Um, yeah. So then, you, yeah, you do have to change things up. I don't even have a problem with the idea of it being about like meta commentary on the scream franchise itself. But this is so granular. It's meta commentary on the making of the movie that you're watching, which could be fun and funny. If you were say releasing like interviews and stuff leading up to it, that like kind of gave context that made everything kind of make sense. So everybody knows about production issues and whatnot. Instead, what you've got is a movie where if you research it, you'll be like, aha, I get that joke. Like when, um, Randy's sister comes walking out of the trailer and she says, don't shoot. I'm 17. 
That doesn't right. make any fucking sense. That line makes no sense. But if you know that the Weinsteins told them that they couldn't kill any teenagers, that's funny. But it's not yeah. funny because you have to fucking research to know that. Otherwise, it's just it. a weird line. Right. Dude, seriously. If they wanted to do a great movie about, yeah, the movie that you're watching right now, it should have been fucking Charlie Kaufman's Scream 3. Right. Like that guy, yes. he would have fucking got it. He would have killed it. Charlie Kaufman's Scream 3, by the way, is a home run. And if somebody yes. made it today, I'd love that. Home uh, run. Totally. Yes. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's just, it's not really fun to watch a movie explain away why it's not very good. Like, yeah. the first movie, okay, I'll put it this way. I was watching this movie and I was noticing how lackluster the kills were. It's a lot of off screen. You hear a stab noise. Right, you see yeah. somebody fall over with a little trickle of blood coming out of their mouth. Like uh-huh. the only really good kill in here is the house explosion. Like you get to see it's that guy so explode. Good, though. It is really sick. good. <laughs> yeah. That's a really cool moment. But yeah. And that's a cool all way the to other do a kills, bloodless death. Yeah. All the other kills are just neutered because of the Columbine thing. So yeah. It's, right. And yeah, it, it does because Scream in all the other incarnations is violent as hell. Very gory, like scary type of deaths. It um, is, man. Whenever you see fucking Drew Barrymore's fucking intestines hanging uh, out when she's strung up from that up. tree and there's yeah. steaming in the cold night air, like that's fucked. But yeah. here's the thing. Like I was I was looking at the kills in this movie thinking like, man, these are so not as good as what we got in Scream 1. Uh-huh. But then I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? If Scream 1 had kills that were as neutered as these, it'd still, still be, be good. a good movie. It'd still be a great still movie. Works. Scream 1 is a really good movie. Uh yeah, even without the kills. So yeah, this could have still been good without the kills. I I just think yeah, there's just so much in the way in production that eh, eh, it this was never going to be a good product. I think Wes Craven got the best he could out of it. He had to do a lot of rewrites himself. Um and he he definitely tried to make something out of it. So you know, we get some pretty awesome moments. Like you said, the explosion uh, is cool. Uh, I, I think whenever at the end the director guy is running at Dewey and Dewey's shooting him in the, the bulletproof vest, like that's a, that's a good kind of intimidating moment. Um, yeah. But and I'll say, like, even the, the scenes with like where Sydney's dreaming and her mom is at the window, it's like right. very Salem's lot. Pretty yeah. creepy, actually. Uh-huh. It worked. Yeah, it's creepy. Uh, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how much that actually serves the rest of the movie, but it, oh, it doesn't at all. Other than <laughs> yeah. to add in this like vague, no. is there something supernatural going on that like, yeah. wow, Sydney had just been having these dreams about her mom, and then she goes and meets her long lost brother. Wow. Yeah, no. And Anna, who loves this movie, made a good point regarding the supernatural angle that that actually is pretty true of a a ton of horror franchises at some point the supernatural angle shows up so it it wouldn't be weird for them to do that but my problem there is that scream one randy explains how horror movies work he gives us the tropes and the movie plays out the tropes scream two randy explains how sequels work he gives us the tropes the movie plays out the tropes 
Scream 3, Randy tells us what's going to happen in this movie and pretends that that has anything to do with third movies in uh, franchise history. Dude, but not only does he do that from beyond the grave filming a hypothetical (laughs) video from his dorm room, but Uh in order for us to get there, we have to meet his sister who's been there the whole time, who is just there to give us the Randy tape. Like, Uh tell me that's not clunky as fuck right it's very clunky it's so clunky they did not need that but if you're going to give me randy give me shit that's actually true of the third in the series or of trilogies i mean what do you mean you don't remember in the third jason or freddy movies or halloween movies where in the third one the villain was unkillable and invulnerable don't you remember uh, that? I remember. Uh, in, okay, so for Nightmare on Elm Street three is about putting together a team of teens to go kill Freddy, and they and have they do tangible effect on him. Uh, uh, part three, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason is still alive, so yeah, he's still very worried about getting like shot or stabbed or anything. Uh, yeah. Part three of Halloween, Michael Myers isn't <laughs> in it. I yeah what he the only thing he's referencing referencing is star wars really right that's it right where it's like there's got to be a family connection it's got to uncover stuff from the past that wasn't true all along like we have to retcon shit is what you're saying because randy is kevin williamson's notes on the genre that's what he is randy in the first one is kevin williamson's watched a bunch of horror movies he wrote down the tropes and he put that in the voice of randy he did the same with the sequel and then when you get here and you don't have kevin williamson and you're asking somebody who doesn't know scream to write for a character they don't know who specifically just spouts horror tropes there's no way it's gonna succeed there's no way so why you even do it is beyond me yeah totally same that was just such a weak moment in there where again you're explaining the movie to me that i'm watching but you're also wrong about all your information right yeah the the idea that the 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 idea that something that was considered true in the first one becomes false in a sequel does play out in horror movies but doesn't it's not necessarily the third one i mean friday the 13th it's the second one jason's dead no he's not like it doesn't have to be the third one so i wish they had i wish kevin williamson had been able to write this and he had sat down and written out the tropes for the sequels beyond the second and really figured out like what are those because i'm sitting here racking my brain and i can't say for sure what those things are because it seems like the third in a series is often just a wild card it could be anything right totally man yeah uh, and you know he does point out in the third one jan Silent bob have to show up because we know <laughs> that that's true so they're in they're in that universe the the scream movies are in the jay and silent bob universe I guess they are. Yeah. Like, they do apparently exist in the View Ask Universe. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Which is interesting, because also Wes Craven is in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes, <laughs> he, he is in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That is cool. So this that, is I real mean, weird. That, that again, is a, an el- like, so many of the elements of this movie are, I think, spot on. 
you know, the being a movie about the making of the movie that's about the actual events of the movie. Like that's that's good meta and c- could be interesting. Having uh, characters from completely different movie involved breaking sort of that wall and and getting meta in that way. That's all interesting, but d- it doesn't bring all that together in a in a cool and creative way it really just falls back into red herrings and you couldn't possibly guess who done it oh the red herrings are just out the ass in this like there are that so many (laughs) patrick dempsey he's like the reddest of herrings right like everything he says is so like sinister sounding and then it's just like nah i'm just a good guy Dude, there's that scene where he's like standing in front of the crime evidence wall and he stands in front of a huge piece of paper that said, I killed her, I am the killer, or some shit like that. Yeah. And then Sydney is like, what's your favorite scary movie? And he's like, my entire life is a scary movie that I watch every night when I close my eyes and I lay my head on the pillow every night. <laughs> and he's like an inch from her face. It's so intense. Well, here's the funny thing about that, too. After he says all that crazy-ass shit, she says, yeah, me too. And I really wish she would have turned around and been like, wait, that's your favorite one, too? Or are you saying that that's what happens to you as well? And then she's is like... Is your favorite scary movie when I replay my life every... This is confusing. I've never told anyone about this. She's, like, embarrassed, and she's like, yeah, no, when I said it, I was like, fuck, me too? What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> it's like when the person at the movie theater is like, enjoy your show, and you're like, you, you too? too? Oh, like, shit. I, what? It's yeah. my favorite movie, too. Oh, shit. It's so embarrassing. He's so dreamy and handsome. Fuck. <laughs> so... Yeah, and then, like, of course, when he leaves the room, that's when she gets the call. So there is, like, you know, theories out there that he's the second killer. I say and his Angelina- assistant could have been the second killer, which is pretty fun, yeah, too. Like, that's, that's, that's pretty also neat. fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, Angelina as the second killer, I think, works really well. The obsessive cop as the second killer works really well. Not having a second killer, or at least not revealing a second killer, because it's very possible Angelina didn't die. She got stabbed in the shoulder. Um, but having only one killer just kind of goes against what we've already established. Like the, the two killer rule and the movie itself very clearly shows two killers several times. Like, right. She throws that one ghost face off the second floor onto the mattress, walks into the other room and there's a ghost face under the, the tarp thing. Like not possible. She's, uh, 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 Parker Posey gets killed and Ghostface is chasing Gale and Dewey. Same time, uh, uh, she's getting a call at the police station from Ghostface. So, so what, he's running and calling at the same time? Like, no, there are two killers. This movie just doesn't reveal that. Just Well, here's like- the thing. He could have been running and calling and using his voice modulator and set it to person who has lots of breath. I hate... The the voice modulator can do literally any voice, literally any anything. Voice. And, and how does it capture it? Like how, how how does this thing build a database of what fucking all these characters would sound like? Like and it's so shittily explained. Where I think at one point, what character is it? Picks up the talk box and is like, "Oh, he has all of us on here. Uh, every one of our voices he has uh-huh. on here." 
Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. What? I don't know. He also had Cotton Weary's voice at the beginning. And not only does it sound like your voice, but it also has like uh, all your like speech patterns and stuff. Yeah, like and, just, and, and it, like projects loud enough what? that even if you're using it on the other side of a door, like a dude was doing when he was killing Cotton Weary's girlfriend at the start right. of the movie, uh-huh. on the other side of the door, using this voice thing, you can't hear Roman's voice no. over it. It nope. completely covers up his voice. That's phenomenal. Like, okay, these days, if you have a large enough database of someone talking, Yes, you can you deep can do fake yeah. them saying uh-huh. it's extremely scary, especially as people like us who have literally thousands of hours right. of I our voice. Right, I could easily be duplicated. I, you could get a phone call and think it was me, and I could have an entire conversation with you because there are thousands of hours of me talking. Yes, and with me, there's thousands of hours of video. Like Insane. It's yeah. scary. Honestly, it's legit scary. Uh, but that's in 2023, you didn't have this shit in a little tiny box in, what was this? Was this 99? Yeah. Oh, 2000. Sorry. 2000. Like, yeah. come the fuck off it. No. And they don't even attempt to explain. Like, did he no. create this fucking thing? Is this some kind of secret government tech that he stole? What the Dude, fuck is this thing? Just, it's stupid. Here's my solution for this. They used the talk boy from Home Alone 2. It makes more sense. <laughs> That would have been hilarious if that was it. No, and also there are two of them. Because at one point, like, he's using one, and then also there's a, a phone call. Like, I, I don't remember what happened. Oh, you see one. Right, he's using one, and then, like, Gail has one or whatever because she picked it up. So, like, huh? he got two of these insane devices you can't possibly have in 2000. Like, is that where the film's budget went i don't understand <laughs> it makes no sense and that is such like a clutch part of this storyline and how the killer is getting away with everything and it's it's really stupid again it just feels like a band-aid on like i don't know any other way we could make this happen so right I don't know, fuck it he yeah. has a voice changer box i don't know well and yes that had to have been aaron Kruger's uh motivation day to day i don't know fuck it because like yeah you could he he uh, clearly was setting up that Angelina was the second killer. He had been clearly setting it up. It's obvious. It's there when you go back and look at it. But then they were they were like, no. <laughs> so you just you don't follow up on it. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we crazy. forgot to put the cop in the third act of the movie. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> he did. shows up at the house. <laughs> forgot about the cop in the third act and the producers had to come in and be like hey what about that character he just disappears oh yeah. shit okay <laughs> what how lazy can you get you know uh you know i i bet again i bet as a writer having to write day to day and change shit all the time because the producers won't leave you alone and you don't really know the ip at all I bet that sounds is fucking awful. torture. It is awful. It, and he actually did get fired before the film was completed. So oh, wow. some of the stuff was written by other people. Uh, but he he got fired not entirely because then they put him on the script for Reindeer Games. Oh, Did you ever see Reindeer Games? 
I don't think I did. Didn't it have Ben Affleck in it? It did. It has Ben Affleck in it. It's terrible. It's a terrible fucking movie. So this poor guy <laughs> got he's like shifted from a movie that was doing terrible to a movie that would do terrible. Uh, it's amazing that he ended up writing Top Gun Maverick. It's just amazing. That's how a Hollywood career can work. Well, the thing that sucks about it, too, though, is that, you know, the movie turned out the way it did, but they had amassed a pretty insane cast. Like, there yeah, are some so legit, good. like, heavy hitter fucking amazing yeah. actors in here with not a lot to do. Lance Henriksen's in here, and he's in, like, two scenes. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Lance fucking Henriksen. He's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Parker Posey, I think, gets enough screen time, though. She could have had more, and it wouldn't hurt. Uh I think, uh, you know, uh, Jenny McCarthy dying early is a good joke because she is a pretty big name at that point. And, you know, you've already oh, done dude. that to Drew Barrymore. So do do this to Jenny McCarthy. It's funny. Ha ha. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you watched Singled Out? How do you think that holds <laughs> up? Terribly, I imagine. <laughs> Probably not good, right? Yeah. A bunch of bro dudes just like surrounding jenny mccarthy and screaming while she farts or whatever yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> that would be fun to watch dude one that i had totally fucking forgotten about that that kate brought up she's like you serious you don't remember that it was everywhere somehow i, I never saw this but i guess like jenny mccarthy back in the day like when she was a really big name uh-huh. did that ad for was it like candy shoes where she was like on the toilet like reading a newspaper oh, but yes. she's wearing these shoes uh-huh. i remember uh-huh. and i guess like everybody just like blew up about this the 90s were so stupid they were yeah the the concept that a woman could shit was controversial in her high heels though <laughs> looking <laughs> hot i guess like what i mean listen there weren't a lot of things to get upset about, you know, except for like a million real things that were going on. <laughs> yeah. But we've always been easily distracted. So, yeah, I'm mad about Jenny McCarthy on a toilet. <laughs> I guess so, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was in there. Um, let's see. Yeah, coming back from the first movie, we had old Cotton Weary. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee uh, Schreiber. Lee Schreiber, who um, is, you know, uh, he he... In the second one, he's shown to be a little bit, um, I don't know, he, he'll do whatever to succeed, but you also understand he's been wrongfully imprisoned and whatnot. And now we're seeing him, he's, he's gotten some success, this poor guy who was wrongfully imprisoned, uh, and now he just gets, just gets murdered uh, as the opening to this movie. And I think this is the worst scream opening uh, of, of any of the movies. Because I just feel like, like, I don't know, so many of the Scream openings are, like, a, the first one is about horror movies. You got Drew Barrymore being quizzed on horror movies, right? Yeah. In the second one, we got a couple going to see a horror movie. In the third yeah, one, they we, live a horror movie. Like, that's right, pretty cool, yeah. right? In the third one, we got a, a guy coming home from work. Okay, but he's on the phone talking about his cameo in a horror movie. That's what you missed, dude. <laughs> that's okay. That that's a good point. He has one little line about a cameo in a horror movie. Like the fourth say, one is like, so good. The fourth opening is so good, and I, I can't wait to get to that movie. But th- this one is the weakest, I think. Yeah. Well, and I did like. 
I did like elements of the intro of this movie. Again, like yeah. him talking about his his cameo in this horror movie is kind right. of funny because he does die in the intro. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll even say like I felt a little bit of suspense whenever it was a situation where he was stuck in LA traffic and he gets a phone call that there's a killer in the house with his girlfriend. Like that <laughs> I, is, that's that, extremely tense. Like the thought of being yeah, stuck in traffic, knowing Hollywood there's a killer bowl traffic too. And I will tell you as someone who's been stuck in it, fuck Hollywood bowl traffic. That right. shit sucks. So yeah, I did feel for him in that moment. Cause it was like, yeah, I'd fucking slam through all these cars to get home. Uh, yeah, like that's a that's a tense moment. That kind it of is, is, it is you know it is. similar to that factor that you saw in like uh, like Final Destination and shit, where it's like everybody's been behind a log truck. Stream one, everybody's been at yeah. home alone watching a scary movie by themselves. Like it tapped into a little bit of that. Like oh shit, I could see this happening, and that's scary. Yeah, it is. So it had a, a little promise it going did. on. It did. It, it did. And also, like when he shows up, but she's been tricked by the voice thing. And she's like trying to hurt him. Like, that's good. That's a good moment because it's like, oh, this, it kind of sets up, oh, this voice thing's going to cause a lot of chaos and cause these people to turn on each other, which would yeah. have been a cool thing to play out, but it isn't what happens. <laughs> um, but it, that moment is good. And, and it, sh- it kind of sets up the type of tension you would expect throughout the rest of the film. And there is a little bit from the, the phone calls where, like, you know, that, uh, he's clearly using the phone calls to manipulate people and stuff, but I really do wish he had used it to like make one of them kill the other in some way. Like that, that, that would have been cool. Like yes. if the killer didn't even get his hands dirty, like exactly. I manipulated. Yeah. Cause the thing is, is like at the end of the day, this also retcons that apparently he's been pulling the strings the entire time and right. uh-huh. coached fucking young Billion Ske- Stu, Ulrich. Yeah. Uh-huh into murdering his mom for them yes like again that's fucking bonkers and kind of shits on the first movie in a really dumb way it does but also the idea of just manipulation right through media through impersonation whatever to cause other people to turn on each other and kill that's kind of cool actually it is cool and i wish they again i wish they had just played that out there's any number of ways it could have gone really well. As for the movie we have right now, it's got its moments that I like, uh, but mostly I, I'm just watching it and forgetting it as it happens. And I think a lot of that is because every scene is like several minutes too long. There it just is. feels yeah. like there is just it's, fat it's all over. It's two hours, yeah. man. It is. Two it's hours. two hours long. It's just too much. It doesn't need it. Like Argento can play me a whodunit that's that long because he's giving me like absolutely bonkers, insane yeah. kills and Something crazy crazy's visuals. Gonna yeah, mm-hmm. this doesn't do any of that. So no. it is it is a total slog, man. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, um, I, I I I can't even say the soundtrack is is making up for much because no, huh? nothing stands out as particularly great on it. Um, but it fits in with the previous soundtrack. So that, that at the very least you got that. It does fit soundtrack yeah. wise. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I have, I have, uh, I have nothing more to say about it. I don't think I, I'm ready to slap a number on this one. Well, the only thing I want to ask you is uh-huh. if Dewey and Gail 
became a hot Hollywood couple in the right. late 90s, early 2000s, when we were uh-huh. giving couples uh, mashed up names. Right. Would you call them Dale or Gooey? Gooey. You got to go gooey. With gooey. Yeah. Easy. Easy uh-huh. answer. That's the right answer. Okay. Yeah. That's all that I really wanted to know. <laughs> Bunch of gooey stands. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. I, and honestly, the, their relationship is like the, one of the best elements of the movie because it's the most consistent of the past two movies and it yeah. like progresses and it's interesting and, and whatnot. So way to go for them. Way to go gooey. Uh, yeah. As far as other things, as I said, Parker Posey is awesome. I mean, Neff Campbell's still awesome, even though she only had 20 days to be in it. She's still bringing the, the same level of energy as she, as she always has. She's just barely in it. Uh, and then you got some, humor that does work uh and then of course the the explosion kill is good i think it's very good and i think uh the idea of having the final bit in this like clue house with these like you know uh fake uh walls and and all these different things that's all fun and i like that yeah and and the central premise that you're watching a movie about the making of a movie that's about the events of a previous movie. <laughs> like that's fun and funny and, and could work, but the execution isn't great. The writing clearly was too rushed and it, it's, you know, uh, the producer in the take, oven, man. Yeah. They try to take too much control. Wes Craven did the best he could with the, what he had. But for me, this is like, just not, it's not a fun watch. No, um, totally agree. But it's still a scream movie, like in in the in that sense, like just like with a Friday the Thirteenth movie or a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, it's not like I'm ever gonna skip it. I may always forget what it's about, like uh, you know, Dream Child or something. But uh, every time I watch it, I'm just gonna be reminded of like, oh right, these are all the things they could have did that that would have been cool, and unfortunately, they didn't get to do that. So it's always gonna be like just not good enough so for me it's like i don't know if it's terrible to say a three and a half to a four because i know this is some people's favorite screen movie but oh I'd, how I, I well you know i how people like different things um Ugh. so i'm gonna say like a three and a half to a four that's literally what I was thinking. I was yeah. also thinking to myself, like, three and a half, four seems about right for me. It's just, dude, it's so convoluted, and it takes so much time to get to a payoff that right. doesn't land, dude. No, like, it doesn't. Not for me. Like, oh my god, my mom didn't want me, so therefore I'll kill Cotton Weary's girlfriend? <laughs> what the fuck did she do to you, dude? That's a good question. <laughs> Are you gonna, I'm gonna kick this dog because yeah. my mom didn't like me. Like, come the fuck off, already. well, yeah that that does sound like uh, a dude from nine uh, from 2000. Like he's Kinda gonna does, do that, frankly, and yeah. then he's gonna go to the Family Values tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably so. Um, nearly could have been PG 13. Like, no, no good juice, no good kills. No, nah. 
Underutilized cast. Yeah, I'm with you. Three and a half, four. I think it seems like a pretty yeah, acceptable rating to me. But yeah. we want to hear your thoughts about this one over on the Facebook group. Let us know how you guys feel about this flick. Uh, again, apparently it's some people's favorite. This is huge news to me. Yeah, uh, shout this out to is Canadian insane. boy Ryan who's, who told me it was his favorite. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Not you, Ryan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you who who is uh, not a big fan of this one. Who's this that? is IMDb reviewer Daniel Stilgard. Oh, I'm excited for this. Who reviewed this movie September 13th, 2008. The title <laughs> of his review is Long. I'm going to read this at you here. Okay. Scream 3. It is a not so good horror movie. That's horror hyphen movie. Okay. It is yep. the most ultimated horror movie I have ever seen. Okay. There are a lot of of disgusting scenes right it is excitement and scary <laughs> it is it is excitement this horror movie should be banned the scream series have bestial violence okay <laughs> nev campbell acts very good in scream 3 scream 3 have also two terrible scenes that i fell very bad I fell very bad. Okay. <laughs> it was so bad he, he fell. Uh-huh. And, wait, <laughs> he, was watched, so, he watched his movie Standing. Is this like a 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10 review? Well, he also says Scream 3 have high scores by Nev Campbell's acting. I can't understand why they do this sort of horror movies. It is very sick. 1 it out is. of 10. He's not a fan, 1 dude. out of 10? One. He, he hates it more than us. Okay, he had some positives in there, though. He did. He said Nev Campbell scores many points or whatever. But, but I mean, even all the shit that we point. talked. And, yeah. I mean, all the shit that we talked, we didn't talk about how bad we fell during the movie. I did fall a little bit. I didn't want to talk about it because it was embarrassing, but I fell over because the movie was not enjoyable. I was like, oh, no, my balance. My body can't stand up anymore. <laughs> my body. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> I need a certain level of entertainment to remain upright. Oh, this movie has intensified my lupus. I've fallen ah! down. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> this movie intensified my lupus. One star. <laughs> One star. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, if it intensified my lupus, I get it. I'd give it zero, though. I'd go zero stars on that. I'd go zero, yeah. If it made me fell very bad, oh, <laughs> unforgivable, dude. Unforgivable. <laughs> yeah. Well, let wow. us know how you fell for this movie over on the Facebook group. Yeah. And uh, be sure to write us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It just takes a second to rate the show. It really does help us out a lot. Advertise the show on a bathroom stall. Write for a uh -huh. good time. Listen to Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast. And, of course, support the show on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to our Patreon-exclusive episodes. Uh, become a $5 patron, you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl, and then we draw from that smoking bowl, and then we cover the movie that we draw from that smoking bowl. It's a pretty great deal. That's right. The next episode could be yours, so sign That's up today right. over there on the Patreon. And tune in to next week's show, in which we take another swing. This is swing uh -huh. number two. <laughs> Pointing to At the fences. At Ferdy's deed, the right. finale, niched mare. We're gonna be trying to do that one again for you guys, man. Yeah, I'm excited though. Like, 
I'm glad we took a week in between and did a different movie. Because I know if we just immediately tried to do it again, I'd be trying to repeat everything I said, and it yeah, wouldn't same. work. Yeah, so I, I hopefully think what we're gonna we do, can pull this off. I think what I'm going to do, though, because, again, you know I'm a pretty busy guy. Uh-huh. I still have my track. I'm just going to send you my track. And I'll respond. Yeah, and you try to <laughs> okay. fill in the blanks. <laughs> that could be fun. Also could be dangerous for you. I could just say some terrible stuff when you're agreeing. And they'd oh, be like, wow. can't believe you'd agree with that, Ben. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but then you'd also be saying it. So, Oh, yeah, good know. point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> you just crash this whole thing with both of us in it, I guess. Shit. Yeah, yeah fuck it. We're going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tune in next week. We're going to try to uh, recreate our yuck yucks that we had on our first swing at it. Wish us luck. And uh, pray to Crom that when Steve hits stop on his recording oh, device here that... The file oh, exists. So, Krom, yeah. work Bre- with Breathe us, deeply. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need your strength, Crom. <laughs> Tune into the show next week. I've been your good buddy, Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely. Bye bye. Bye. Man, I really hate that nobody got to hear that Freddy's Dead episode that we recorded last week that the files got all fucked up yeah. on, you know? Yeah, it does suck. Because it was great. It was a great episode. Yeah. It was a good one, man. And, like, nobody will ever get to hear your story about when you had that huge change of heart last week and went and got baptized. I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, I, I said last week it was going to be the only time I talk about it because it's so sacred to me. Right, uh, and then Big I'm time just gonna, in your life. Yeah, I'm just going to c- continue the rest of the podcast as though nothing happened, but that was so important to me. Yeah, I get it, though. It was so real to you. You don't just want to, like, you know, turn it into content and talk about it again, you know? So you'll just no, you'll live no. your, uh, your religious walk quietly in the shadows. Yeah, I think, you know, it might be a good thing that we don't have that section where you rated every titty that you could think of? Oh, man. I mean, here's the thing. You can think of a lot. You think you can't think of a lot of titty? You can think of a few, though, you know? I know. Yeah, and anytime you got a little, like, uh, you know, lost in, in, the, in the titty game, you just look to me, and I'd just start naming titties, and you'd start ranking them. I mean, it was... Listen... I'll say right now, as a, a, a man who uh, I would maybe call a titty-a-file, is that a thing? Sure. I I appreciated it, but I just don't know if you could replicate it. Yeah, that's true. It would be it would be really tough. Like, and and you know, I think a lot of people might have a problem with either the metrics I was using. Right. Or perhaps even yeah. the ratings. Those are some controversial takes, you know? Yeah, a rating system of seven seems weird, but you explained it so perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it again and do it justice. I'd feel like I was just re- reciting the lines that I wrote for myself. I think, though, honestly, when you plotted out a sequel to Meth House Massacre, like, I wish we just had that, you know, because you kept you kept tapping it on the table in Morse code, and I was saying what you were saying on my track, but my track got dis- disappeared. It did, so, yeah. So, like, how are we ever going to know? Like, nobody knows Morse code. 
So yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. no, yeah. that conversation is is just a goner now, man. And you know what? I will say, I am happy at least that nobody will ever get to hear me having a huge. You know, just turn around and about face a heel turn and talking about how much I hate Pinkerton by Weezer. Like, I'm glad that doesn't exist. Anymore. I was shocked. I was shocked. Like, yeah. I seriously sat here mouth agape. I was like, wait, but Ben loves Pinkerton. That's like yeah. part of who he is. But no part of the show. No. Right. You mm. were over here just trashing it back and forth. Stupid album. You said, uh, why didn't they write an album uh, as good as that Red album with that song Beverly uh, Hills? You said, dude, sophomore slump. I called it, you know. But <laughs> I could tell slump, that yeah. you were concerned about it because you said, "Listen, I'm gonna pray for you." I, I did. just got I baptized, did. so and I did. Know. I did pray for you because I had just recently been baptized, and that is when you were best <laughs> at praying. Your powers are higher then, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any prayer post baptism is definitely going to get fulfilled. There's a multiplier attached to it, like efficacy plus twelve. <laughs> is that how that works? The prayer multi- Yeah, the recent baptism multiplier. Yeah. It's too bad nobody will ever get to hear those conversations. It's a shame. It's a shame. (laughs) 